0: Guys, it's, uh, it's April 4th, uh,
1: 2020.
0: That's 4-4-2020. Four, four, yes.
2: <laughs> have we started the podcast or is this more...
0: <laughs> that? Hey, now we have a welcome on April 4th, 2020 to episode 115 of Gaming Fix. I'm your host, Andre Cole. A.K.A. your partner's favorite date, but calendar date, not like romantic date, but, uh, you know, okay, you know, okay. now, now very forward, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go forward to go backwards. You know what I'm saying? What
3: do I know what you're saying? <laughs> uh,
0: joining me now. today, uh, Alex, I'm
4: your partner's favorite uh, shriveled fruit that they put into the oven.
0: It's a, it's a hot date. Uh, Pat? Yep.
2: <laughs> I have nothing. I'm your partner's <laughs> favorite uh, uh, Calradian raider. <laughs> Naturally.
0: That that must be problematic. Uh, Allison?
3: Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of something funny to say, but it's too early in the morning for me. So it's not nothing.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, wait, okay. Say that one more time.
1: I, I've
0: got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Yep. Nailed <sighs> it. Uh, well, uh, today we're, we're, we're going to talk about some games, some new games, some old games, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think they're all new. They're all, well, sort of. Most, mostly new.
2: Most of kind them. Kind of.
0: They recently More came than. out.
2: In the last, new in the last five years,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh or how about we start with a game that I know someone is very passionate about. They have such strong feelings. Alex, tell oh. me about Catgirl Without Salad, Amus Bouche. Uh sure. start with a showstopper.
2: Yeah. Are we gonna, That's pretty. Uh, sh- I pity whoever has to go on after this one.
0: That is
4: pretty strong feelings, you're right. Um I don't even know where to start. It's just such a strong game to be talking about right off the friggin' bat, man. Um,
0: it's the
3: game that everybody wants to know about this weekend.
0: I, I want us to start off with the the, the best game, but the, like the weakest, like a level of energy. So that way, the other games get like seem that much more important. So we're gonna lift the other games up by making Catgirl without salad seem uh, less than it is. I don't think I followed that. Uh, yeah, I don't you think I followed though. The <laughs>
4: <either>. <laughs> so I'll start by saying review on the site. Um, but yeah, no, um, it's a weird game that has like surprising, a surprising amount of history to it where uh, it originally kind of showed up as a way forward tweet image as kind of an April Fool's joke, like showing this really colorful, spacey background with all this junk going on and being like, oh, we have all these weird mechanics, but it was always just a joke back in 2013, Uh, and then they randomly just kind of released it with a Humble Bundle in 2016, in June 2016, I think. So it was available on PC for about a month that you could buy, and then after that you could not get it, really, unless you went to piracy. Um, And on April Fool's this year, seven years later, they released it for for money on the Switch, on the Nintendo eShop. So there you go, there's the story of how it came to be uh, and what it is is just like this side scrolling 'em up kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a side-scrolling up that's very... Was
0: it, was it worth the wait? Um, <laughs> seven years of anticipation?
4: If we're thinking about it in terms of seven years of anticipation I'd say it's better than Duke Nukem Forever uh, but I wouldn't say it's very good.
3: Yeah, you're setting the the bar.
4: <laughs> um it's interesting. I think it's worth playing for about 10 minutes, like maybe even the first stage,
0: uh but after that it's not very good. So it's worth playing a third of the game. <laughs>
4: yes, cuz there are 3 levels in this game, <laughs> which is kind of impressive
0: in its own way. Um, um some sh- shoot 'em ups, shmups if you will, uh seem to have been Getting uh pretty short, yeah. Lately, like some some I've played have been like I, I'm done already. Really? Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, and I beat it in a single playthrough. Like mm-hmm. I um I didn't lose. I lost one boss fight uh because I started the boss fight with like three hearts out of ten or something, and it doesn't replenish your health. Uh, so while I was learning the the boss fights patterns, I died, and then it just kind of. Checkpoints you back to the start of the boss fight, and you can spend some of your score to kind of come back, which which is a decent mechanic. I think that's pretty cool. Um, But for fun, after I finished it, I tried going like three quarters of the way through a level and then dying and seeing like have it checkpointed, and it does not. It just throws you back to the start of the level, and like that's annoying if you're like better than the start of the game. It's true that (laughs) yeah, you're not wrong, (laughs) Um, but like. if it's a let's say 10 minute level if you're at minute 9 and then restart it kind of sucks because the oh, yeah. entire the entire way um there there's just this dialogue going on from the main character and uh either the boss of that that level or her little partner um and the dialogue is just terrible <laughs> and it doesn't change so like you really just want to mute it when you restart like the it's really like off-putting, how bad the dialogue is. I I don't know how to say it any clearer. The dialogue no, I, is fucking atrocious.
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, see, um,
0: I, I told you, uh, strong feelings about Catgirl without salad. Amos Boosh. Yeah, it's, it's like, like saying the name. Like it's,
4: it's the name really, is extremely good. It is, but there's like stupid jokes, like oh, the bounty we're going after is is uh. Uh, is known to start lots of fires. And the girl's like, Oh, he's a kleptomaniac. It's like, No, that's pyromaniac. She's like, oh, He steals fires. And it's just very, like, it's that kind of humor the entire way through where it's so, trying to be random, but it's really like, failing.
0: Is there a spork anywhere in this game? Almost. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <Almost. laughs> oh, yeah. I like, mean,
4: there's a spoon. Actually, no, there, 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 there is a spork in this game. <laughs>
0: Oh, wow. Yeah.
4: Okay. Now that I think about it, one of the bosses uses one. But, um, RAR XD. Yeah. That's basically the attitude of this game. But it's, I don't know. It's, it's cute and funny. In even some for like points. seven years but,
0: ago, that's like too late for that kind of humor. Yeah.
4: Um, don't buy it. <laughs> Maybe watch a YouTube playthrough of it. Like the, the, the part of it that's cool is the weapon mechanics where you're picking up weird weapons. So, like, one of them is the RPG gun, so you pick it up and then you basically get a menu on the left side of the screen that's like, attack, magic, heal, run, uh, and you can just kind of select one of those and you know, it's like almost like a Final Fantasy encounter at that point. Uh, then there's another one that's like, sports gun, where you basically get a golf ball and it's oscillating between where it'll shoot
0: and then it'll go and ricochet between things. Some like Yoshi's Island, Bubble Bobble type
4: yeah no, there is actually a puzzle gun that's like puzzle bobble <laughs> where you're actually shooting those kinds of bubbles, and then like uh if you match three they'll'll they'll, they'll burst and do damage, but like okay but like and that's like it's cool, it's clever, but the thing is that gun in particular is almost a hindrance because if you don't hit anything with it, it does no damage, mm-hmm. so if you're not matching three like you're basically doing nothing mm-hmm.
0: Does it at least make up for it and like do a lot of damage if you do hit stuff?
4: It's a pretty decent amount of damage, but I wouldn't say a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, the, yeah, like it has cool stuff. There's the DDR gun where? where you're still shooting bullets, but with every bullet, if you hit the like the you match the dance moves, then like it's doing a lot more damage. Like the, the weapons are very clever, but the game is just not very good. Anyways, tragedy. That's, Strikes the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, you can read the review on Fixed.Space for all is that passion and more.
0: It is. It's, it's, oh, yeah, that is live. Yep. Uh, great. Uh, yeah, you can find a review of that and some other games on Fixed.Space. Uh, well, what about this other tragic game on the Switch that you have played? Business, business Tragedy.
4: Yeah, it's pretty tragic. Um, I played a little bit of Good Job.
0: CEOs failing upwards, exactly. A tragic story known to uh, mankind. CEOs'
4: children failing upwards, but it's it's fine. <laughs> I think I kind of echo Allison's sentiment from the other week of like it's interesting and neat, but I kind of wish uh, the scoring was different. Like hmm. it 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 gives you this playground where you can like set up wires to be your catapult and fling things through walls and stuff. But it will, like, you'll get a D or E or F score if you do too much damage. So it's like really encouraging you not to use those mechanics, even though they're like obviously like the ones they
0: want you to interact with. It's like if the ones that are the most fun too. Yeah, it's like if Goose Game gave you points for not honking at people. If it took them away,
4: yeah, for honking at people. Yeah, like it's it's cool. It's good, and I think it's really charming. And I think mm-hmm. it's well-made and all of those things, but I don't know. Like it, I found myself by some of the later levels just being like,
1: eh, eh.
4: like, um, I don't know how far you got into it, Alison, if you finished it, I got to like the, the giant cube. Yeah.
3: I think you got further than me. Cause I, after last week I played it a little bit, but I haven't played it very much more. Um, yeah. I I'll probably go back into it because it's, it is a neat concept, and I think that once you turn off the little part in your brain that wants to get a good score, yeah. you can just kind of go, "Oh, like it lets you kind of go wild, but
4: totally I, and yeah. I think I kind of got over that part pretty quickly because the score was so stupid, uh, um, but like at some point it, it hit my my bullshit quota of kind of turning into busy work when it's asking you, "Oh, what are these 200 plants?" and I'm like,, oh. I mean yes, there's ways to do it quickly, but Eh. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's fine. We don't have to talk about it that much. It's, it's uh, worth playing if you're into kind of those weird, fun, you know, physics y
0: kind of games. And yeah. it may be if you're getting sick of working from home, you can play some good job to get back to that office life. Exactly.
3: And just completely destroy your office. Because yep. that is the best part is when you like set up wires as kind of uh, as a catapult and just destroy. Literally
4: everything. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's, it's very stupid. It's profoundly stupid in a
0: good way.
3: Yeah.
0: We, we need some more of that in life. But do we, I don't know. Things are kind of profoundly stupid. All I can the find
2: place. a lot of stupid stuff for you if you want. Well, I yeah. look, I look at and participate in a lot of stupid things. So let
4: me introduce you to cat girl without salad. Amusement.
2: Yeah, i was just going to say <laughs> <laughs> relevant to good job. There's a yes. very good Phil Jameson video from a couple weeks ago uh, that people should go, people should go follow Phil Jameson on Twitter That is the the actor and writer and comedian who portrays Ace Watkins, uh, Gamer for President. Got Um, it. um, He does his he does extraordinarily funny like short videos for Twitter on his non uh, Gamer for President account. And there's a very funny one about a boss's son at the Skittles Corporation.
0: (laughs) Okay, that that sounds great. Uh, I want to hear about the skittles boss's son um mm-hmm. but in the meantime i want to hear about mount and blade 2 yeah Mountain blade 2 came out
2: who here has played mountain blade 1
4: very long time ago
3: i think i played it for like 15 minutes
2: one time <laughs> um so for those who don't know mountain blade is like a um at its core it's a sort of a medieval combat simulator um but is it really, like Mount
0: Your Friends?
2: No, no, no. That would be a painful version of Mount Your Friends. Mount Your Friends Blades. No, thanks. Uh,
0: so no, it's, Xbox 360 exclusive.
2: <laughs> it has... So, so Mountain Blade um, is sort of centered around this uh, directional combat system that is really, um, like sort of easy to learn, tough to master kind of thing. You move your mouse up and click and then you're doing an overhead strike and you move it to the right and click and you're doing a, a right handed swipe and left and click. It's a left hand swipe and down and click. It's a stab, um, which seems like at its core, very simple. But um, the way all of the math interacts is one, very satisfying and cool and two, a little more complicated. Like if you're moving backwards, you're doing less damage. If you're moving into someone, you're moving, doing more damage. You can like chamber people, which is a concept in medieval, uh, martial arts. Um, and, um, like your shield can take damage and break. Um, horses are a huge part. Hence the mount part, uh, where you're, you can do like couched, cooched couched I don't even know exactly how to say it lance damage where like you don't have to necessarily attack if you have a lance you can just like hold it down and hit people anyway it's complicated but fun uh and played always has played really well and there are kind of two facets to the game there's the multiplayer battles where you just do that you just fight Um, but the game also has this huge sweeping deep campaign system too, where you can do whatever you want on this medieval facsimile of, uh, Europe that, um, is not the real world, but, uh, isn't also realistic. It's not a fantasy world either. So there's no magic and no like monsters or anything. Um, and so you could go around the world and um kind of do whatever you want your character levels up with rpg like mechanics um the people in your group level up with rpg like mechanics whether they're uh specific characters that are part of your like retinue that are um have like um light storylines or just random troops that you pick up and you could have armies that are huge like hundreds and hundreds of troops um and have mechanics for having to pay them and feed them. And you're clicking around this big world map to move around it. And then you can siege castles or, and start a faction or become a bandit or become a trader or whatever. It's kind of like a space simulator, but, um, but, but medieval. Um, So anyway, mountain blade one was really important because it was one of the earliest, like early access titles. Um, they did early access before that was a thing. Really, uh, you could buy into their beta uh, way before the game was out through their website, and then um, it later came out on Steam, uh, and you like paid a reduced price to get into the beta and got to test it and stuff. Um, and so it, it's kind of surreal that Mountain Blade Two is out because it's a game that they've been working on for like eight years or something like that. Um, The studio tail worlds is a Turkish studio uh, and it's the only thing they make. So they've kind of been, I think they do some like contract work and stuff too, but uh, it's interesting that it's taken so long for them to put mountain blade two in a place where it's, it's uh, ready for um, early access release. And uh, it's very good uh, in short. It is like a, what is wild to me about it is that it is a highly iterative, it feels like it is the game that would have come out like three or four years after mountain blade warband, which is the last game in the series, which was like the same um, engine and, and the same mechanics, but with some uh, content upgrades and some tweaks to how systems worked, but largely the same game as mountain blade, just kind of like a, almost like a standalone expansion pack that leveled things up a bit. Uh, So mountain blade two feels like it's like, oh yeah, we put that out three or four years after Warband came out, but instead it's been a lot longer than that um, because it's largely visual improvements, which it the characters look very... Um, they look like Mountain Blade characters did when the first Mountain Blade came out, which is to say they... 2008. <laughs> yeah, like the, when Mountain Blade came came out in 2008 the characters looked like characters from a game in like 2002, which is kind of like the mountain blade two characters Mm -hmm. kind of look like a game from 2016 or earlier. Um, but it's got a charm. They like they're, they're charming in a weird way. That's that makes it very makes it fine. It's not, it's not like an eyesore and the environments look pretty good. Uh, there's really cool lighting stuff going on. And I was, when I was playing, I was like, riding my horse around one of the environments and was like, you know, they did a really good job with this. Um, so there's certainly, um, the, the visual update is appreciated because that's one of the hardest parts about going back to the original mountain blade at this point. And then the rest of it is all, um, they, they totally change how character progression works in a way that's really cool. That feels a little more current, uh, in the past. I don't even remember exactly how you, uh, uh, got new like skills and stuff, but now it's still the same system where you do things to level it up. So when you fight with a one handed sword, your one handed sword gets better. But now when you level up, you can put points into those th- different abilities um, or I guess tr- skills Um and the points you put into them increases the maximum that they can advance. Um And then, as they advance by you doing them, you unlock nodes along the path that are like uh, like passive perks. So once you get to like level 30 and one-handed damage, you may get to pick between dealing more damage with a one-handed sword or getting a hit point increase. And what that means is your character may... You may decide, well, I don't want to use one handed swords long term, but by using them, I can get more. My character can become more athletic or whatever. And then so you use it to a certain point, get that skill bonus and then switch to a different kind of weapon, which is cool because it encourages you to kind of do different stuff. So character progression has been upgraded and stuff. But otherwise, um, it's largely the same. Game. They made a lot of tweaks to the combat under the hood uh, that have made that make it feel better and that make it play a lot better. Um, But uh, which I guess is up for debate. I did see a a couple of negative Steam reviews of people that were like flipping out that the combat's different, but it feels the same. Like the controls the same. You, it's not really noticeable that it's much different. Uh, It feels even more rhythmic now to me, where um, which I like. Where you'll swing and your opponent will block and then they'll swing and you'll block and you'll swing and they'll block. And you're kind of like doing this like rhythmic dance back and forth to try to find an opening. And I find that really appealing. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's largely the same game. You're clicking around a world map still. And um, they, you're you, the, the getting into battles is the same thing. And you're still doing the thing you did in old mountain blade, which is like, my party speed is 3.4 and this group of looters speed is three. So I slowly am watching my, my party catch up to them on the world map as they run away. Uh, there's a little bit more story now. Um, there's actually like a story you can start and finish, which the first game didn't really have. Um, but you can also ignore it and just play it to be a big thing. There's going to be a lot more, I guess, uh, faction control stuff in this one from what the first one had a lot of mods added, like the ability to like start your own faction and level it up. I guess in mountain blade two, as early access continues, they're going to be adding that kind of stuff into the base game, but it's great. If you like mountain blade, I would definitely recommend it. And even if you don't like mountain blade, I think now is a good time to check it out. If you've been curious about it, if you just like, like, uh, Medieval—the idea of a medieval fighting game.
4: Yeah, I I see original Mountain Blade as kind of being a progenitor for a lot of games that are really popular now. Like chivalry comes to mind, Uh, Mm -hmm. and then like even Dead Island to an extent with their combat. Um, Like it is definitely an influential game. I don't know if I want to play it in 2020, but you know, there's a lot more free time these days, so maybe I will.
2: And I guess what I would say is it's been the updates that they've done to it with mountain blade Two really make it feel um, like a contemporary for something like a Mordhau. Sure. Um, the, the, and, and I wouldn't say that I think it's quite as good as Mordhau's combat, but it's so much more than just the combat. And that's all that Mordhau is. And also, I was v- quickly turned off to Mordhau because that developer doesn't seem to give a shit about like reigning that community in. And unfortunately medieval yeah. combat games tend to have like really rancid communities. Mm-hmm. Um, and whereas the Mordhau developer is basically like, well, we don't think of ourselves as white supremacists, but if they want to play our game, that's fine. Like <laughs> I actively saw You're people. Like, fr- yeah, exactly. You don't. <laughs> I actively saw people from, from tail worlds, uh, in the steam forums telling people to like the, the good one was there was somebody complaining about there being women in mountain blade. And, uh, the way that mountain blade has always handled having women in the game is actually, I think really cool because there are lots of very sexist characters in the space. Like a lot of like Kings and stuff. If you play as a woman will be pretty shitty towards you, but it's not in a, it's in a look at this guy. He fucking sucks. You should beat the shit out of him way. Not in a, you know, this is what you get. Cause you chose to play a woman. It's, it feels very much like the game is on your side and presenting the fact that in like medieval settings, men are awful, which men are awful all the time, but, you, Oh yeah. But, uh, um, um, Anyway, the one of the lead developers was in the Steam thread and just told them to get a life as the last comment on the thread. Uh, so I feel a little bit better about the Mountain Blade community. And if I've been watching, kind of checking in on like their Reddit and stuff, and it's a lot more people were like, hell yeah, dunk on that guy. So it, it's it feels like a better community than Mordhau. And I think um, the the overall um, the game overall is a lot has a lot more going for it than something like a chivalry or Mord how, because those games are very much just like do the multiplayer combat part. Whereas mountain blade is the multiplayer combat part is there if you want that, but it's more about the RPG side uh, where you have this big, huge world that you're exploring um, and, and doing stuff in. So I highly recommend it. Um, it, they, uh, they also, the user interface overall is just a lot better. So if that, always seemed intimidating to you in mountain blade. This is a much more approachable version of that kind of game, I think. Um, so yeah, it's good. Um, they did a cool thing too, where they did like 10% off for early access launch, but then you got like 20% off if you owned mountain blade one. So it was only like, it was like 30 bucks or something to get it. Might have even been 20. Yeah. It would have been 25% off then. Um, mm-hmm. It was only like 30 bucks to get it. If you already had mountain blade, I will, I think, um, Versus the normal price tag of forty,
0: which was cool.
1: That's pretty
0: cool. Uh, That is. After playing Mordhau last year, I am much more interested in playing a game like that. Uh, But I don't know if like, do I want to wait till it's out of early access? Do I want to jump in now? I don't know. There's a lot of games right now too. Yeah, there
2: are a lot of games, so I wouldn't I wouldn't hard sell anybody on buying it right now. But I would say. Um, th- th- It launched into early access, but it feels very complete. And I think the stuff that they will add will feel a lot like post-released content for a lot of games, except it's technically part of early access. For I think the reason that they put it in early access basically is because they don't want people to buy it and then go, oh, it's missing this feature from Mountain Blade 1 because there are some like kind of obscure features that it still needs. But I think if you, if if you're someone who hasn't played a lot of mountain blade one, or if you're someone who has, and are just very excited about it, it's still a pretty complete game. Um, I think, I mean, it It doesn't feel like it is. I think the biggest thing that it's missing is some kind of, um, just give me the game without the story at all mode. And I don't know if that's something they're even going to add ever. Um, And like I said, you can play it for a half an hour to get past the tutorial bits or opening bits of the story and then never have to interface with it again if you really don't want to.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I'll check it out later in the year after they've kind of worked some stuff out, but yeah. Okay. And especially we might end up needing some, uh, extra games to fill time as the year goes on. Well, I
2: thought you were going to say practice with medieval weaponry.
0: <laughs> well, that too. Well, <laughs> well, are there katanas in this game where I'm living? And, uh, uh, I'm not going to have so many claymores. That's and... true. There's not really katanas, no. Okay, well, I'm going to need to get back to Neo then. Um, yeah, so So I was going to suggest. But you've actually been doing some more uh, weapons training. <laughs> Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, jeez. So
4: I will. That was a really good transition.
0: I will preface
2: this with the fact that I am generally extraordinarily anti-gun, and I am not someone I. I would love to see extreme gun control measures taken in this country to go so far as to just like throw. They're coming to take away your
0: VR. They're
2: taking away your Uh, quest. (laughs) So so don't uh, don't don't think that I'm suddenly some kind of. gun nut or something, but I was playing, but. uh, I was playing bone works in VR, um, last week, which I won't talk too much about because I didn't get that far in it. Um, it's cool. I don't know. Um, but I was playing bone works and, um, it's makes me nauseous over time. I can only play it for like an hour or so at a time because it has the free movement thing. Um, so, uh, I got out of it and then was like, you know, there's a shooting range early on in Boneworks where you're kind of practicing with the guns. And I was like, you know, shooting guns in VR is actually pretty fun when it's not, um, like Space Pirate Trainer, which is a game that I played a lot when it came out. It was cool for an early VR thing, but like, over- eventually it gets really old just like standing in one spot and shooting guns at, shooting like a laser gun at stuff. Um, but like, when you have, when there's actual physics involved, it becomes more entertaining. So I started looking for, um, like the least gross shooting range I could find in VR. Cause I wasn't, didn't really want to get like gun club VR, which is kind of fetishistic in a way that I find a little much. Um, so I came across, across hot dogs, horseshoes and hand grenades, which I had heard about a little bit before. And, um, It is a VR shooting range, but also um, very, like, irreverent. Like, the part where it has an indoor range you can shoot guns at is very true to life. Like, there are steam reviews from people who are um, gun enthusiasts who talk about how the shooting in it is true to life. And the only thing it's missing is the kick of, like, you can't physically feel the recoil in the weapon. But otherwise, the ballistics modeling is on point. The way the guns operate is on point. You have to like insert the magazine into the weapon and pull the slide to, uh, charge it and stuff like to chamber around. And so all of the weapons are act are modeled, uh, incredibly accurately. There's even, um, late last year they added a, uh, flintlock pistol mm-hmm. where you have to like hold the charge up to your mouth to tear off the, 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 um, the wrapping and then you have to put a little bit of powder in the flash pan and then put the rest of the powder in the barrel. And then you have to ram the the shot down into the barrel with a ram rod that you pull out of the pistol and then you have to cock it and and then if you after you fire it six or seven times the flint will break and you have to put new flint in. So like it has very, very accurate weapons modeling however you never you never shoot a person in it all of the modes that have enemies they're uh walking sausages called sosigs um why not (laughs) and they say really funny stuff and um these are sentient beings you're mowing down they are yeah (laughs) they are that's true um But it's very and and I was looking like at it like this does not feel gross in the way I was like trying to like figure out how like this is a game where you can spawn like a P-22 and and work all of the mechanical functions of this firearm and shoot it at an indoor range at a target and stuff. And yet it doesn't feel like it was made by like the NRA somehow. And it turns out that the reason for that is because the developer Anton Hand is uh, really, really cool dude um he describes himself as an an antifa lefty on uh twitter and is generally like one of the like most positive friendly sounding developers that i've like interacted with and and watched devlogs from and stuff and he's just a really cool dude and he's very much into the like history of the weapons but is not uh and and um you know, like post videos of like going on research trips to go f- to firing ranges and stuff. So he's interested in them in real life too, but he's not a, a like gross, um, alt right gun person, uh, which generally makes the whole tone of the thing feel a lot less icky and a lot more like it's a video game. Um, and, uh, it's really really good. Uh it is it's one of the best VR experiences that I've had. It is such a weird mix of sandbox stuff. Like there's several different ranges where you can fire real guns or like last night he added a potato gun um in the most recent update. Uh the week that that there's this mode in it that is the most popular that I'm terrible at called Take and Hold where you have to move around this pretty generic looking but you have to move around this environment and fight, um, so SIGs and take points and hold them, which makes sense. Uh, and it's got like a roguelike progression where you're like going to weapon stations in the map and buying different guns, uh, to use against them. And you can get like this game models, a lot of weapons. So it has like really terrible, like breach loading competition guns, which you would not want to use in a combat situation that are really bad that you have to load like one shot at a time in, um, so it's hard, but uh, you can you can play this mode with a bunch of different like loadout sets. Um, one of them is a is called Gordon Free Meat, and it's uh, <laughs> weapons from Half Life um, that you can play with. I'm looking. Hold I'm mode.
3: looking at it on Steam now because I pulled this game up, and it's well done, Free Meat, and y-
2: that's the name of the the update. Yes,
3: <laughs> and I was just like, excuse me. Okay, like you kind of understand the uh, yes level. He added
2: added a gravity gun with that update uh, that functions like the gravity gun from Half Life, but like really well. It has this thing called uh, Meat Fortress in it now. That's one of the modes where um, he got sanctioning from Valve to use all of the weapon models from Team Fortress Two. and adapt them for uh, this game. And so it doesn't have multiplayer, but you can spawn as any of the classes from TF2 and fight against Sosigs that are also other classes from TF2 in like a deathmatch mode.
0: Can um, I like rocket jump or grenade jump? I'm not sure if that's that in sounds, there. It might be. Oh, that sounds terrible. I have like from a VR motion sick.
3: Yeah. A, I I don't know if I could handle that. That's what's,
2: <laughs> that's what's so wild about this game though is it's $20. It has every locomotion option available. So you mm-hmm. can use teleport. You can use free movement. You can use the arm swinging thing that people some people like. Mm-hmm. Um, it has everything and it has different versions of each of these things. Uh, it has multiple sandbox ranges where you can just go and screw around with diff- different the different weapons. And then it has this take and hold mode, which is kind of like a full game in and of itself. It also has this meat fortress thing. It has this um, zombie open world survival game built into it as well. That's one of the modes. Um, There is a Colosseum mode that's like arena fights that you use the melee weapons in the game in because there's also melee weapons. Um, It has uh, the thing that I like the most, which is it has this thing just called uh, Meats. That's like M.E.A.T.S. I know how to
0: spell Meats.
2: Yeah. I've been doing Arby's. Uh, well, it's like, a it's like with periods in it, you know, it's like, a, it's an acronym. I don't know what's an acronym for, but, um, and it's just a shooting range with different challenges. So there, you stand in one spot and then get different, like sometimes the targets are moving. Sometimes the targets are, you have to shoot them multiple times. And I like that mode a lot because that's kind of, I just kind of want to drop in and shoot some guns. Um, and then there's like, a um, there was a Christmas mode that they added, uh there's mary meets miss yep um there's just like a wealth of i mean this game has like hundreds and hundreds of hours of content in it
0: the the customization on the weapons is well yeah so very silly because it's because
2: of the nature of the thing so a gun with a rail on it you can spawn any rail-based attachment and put it on it it's kind of like in including real life.
0: little American flags, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> uh, which is you put is, them all over your gun, <laughs> yes, uh, and it and it's just like. I'm just totally blown away by the audacity of this thing and the fact. I mean, it's largely one guy who does it. This Anton Hand is like the main guy. There are other people that um, contribute to the project in for like modeling and audio and stuff like that. But Anton is like the primary developer um, and does ninety percent of the work, from what I understand. And he puts out an update like I don't know. I don't not sure if it's weekly, but it's most seems most of the time like it's weekly. And he does weekly developer logs. And the whole thing is like 20 bucks. It's just like, it's, it's like, I, I'm very blown away by it. it. It is definitely like the most impressive thing I have seen. I haven't played Alex yet, but yeah. it's the most impressive thing I've played in VR so far. It's just because of the Bradley.
0: It's been an early access since April, 2016, almost yep. four years, almost to the day that we're recording this uh, April 5th, 2016, uh, on the steam page and uh approximately how long will this game be in early access this isn't set in stone but we are currently looking at leaving early access sometime in 2018
2: <laughs> I'm not surprised that that's the that's what it says but, but I would say I mean they keep could, updating well, the game and stuff stone,
3: so cause, uh,
2: they yeah I but yeah I mean Call and also and I think that Steam reviews. Oh yeah, it has grenade bowling too. I forgot. That's one of the other modes
0: you yeah, can. Yeah, like ski ball. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's like you you throw the grenades up a thing, and it's like a mix between that uh, Steven Spielberg game and Boom Blocks. Uh, boom Blocks and and <laughs> ski ball. Um, but yeah, and and like if you look at the reviews, they're on Steam anyway. Over six thousand reviews, and ninety six percent of them are positive. Uh, it's a it's a pretty well received thing. Uh, Oh yeah. It has a whole thing called worst world. I wish Sam was here. There's a whole mode called worst world, which is like an open world exploration of this old West town that uses all turn of the century weapons. Um, And uh, there's like bounty hunts you can do and like shooting challenges and all kinds of stuff there too. Uh, And what's cool about all those disparate modes is for the most part, all of them then have characters in this taken hold mode. That is sort of the core um, it's like gameplay of the game, where you know you can play as like the spy in Taken Hold, or you can play as the Worst World character, and all the guns that they have access to will be the turn of the century weapons. Um, so yeah, I it's it's really cool. I've been spending. I think I probably played it for like. Well, I guess I can check right because it's I have it on Steam. Um, I got it last weekend on like Sunday, and. Steam says, yeah, Steam's off. It says I've only played it for four hours, but I have my positive More that it's. More like played it for
0: 40 long. hours work it from might be, home, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> it, it
2: might be that uh, I've been launching it through the Oculus app, and I don't know that it's mm. launching.
0: Well, st- if you owned it on Steam, it should launch the Steam stuff. Yeah. So it weird. should,
2: but it may not be tracking it. If it's. Uh, Oculus may be loading um, the, the uh, Steam VR, but not it not counting as like opening it through steam. So maybe that's, I feel like I've played it for probably six or seven hours at least. Um, Cause I was playing it for an hour or two a day. Uh, but yes, it's very good. Highly recommend it. If you have a VR headset. Um, the only thing that is a pain is, uh, and he has talked at length about why this is the way it is. And I get it, even though it sucks um, is So to interact with like to like eject a magazine from a handgun in this game, you have to push down on the whatever hand you're holding the gun in. You have to push down on the joystick if you have an Oculus touch controller and then click the stick in to actually eject it. And the reason is um, because the way that. Coding inputs for these basically I went down a rabbit hole um with his explanations for why you can't just flick the stick down to do it and um joysticks on VR controllers are awful <laughs> um mm-hmm. and there's a reason that Valve used a touchpad uh for their and always includes a touchpad for their controllers because the way that coding touch events works on a touchpad is way better than joysticks and it is Functionally impossible for him to code it so that you can just flick the stick on an Oculus controller. So, if you have Oculus Touch controllers, I find that it's fine; it doesn't bother me. But just know that things like to to click the hammer on a single action revolver, you have to push down on the D pad or on the the joystick and click the stick in, which could feel better for sure. On like uh, a on like a Vive controller, you're using the touch pad to do it, which is a much more natural re- interaction. Uh,
0: in Half Life
2: Alex, you just hit.
0: A button and then the magazine pops out
2: well you hit a button but you hit a button but it's a button on the controller right yeah 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 so in this game the b button because of the way it works the gun can be in either hand which means that the functions for movement which is what the face buttons do on the Mm. touch controllers have to be on either hand because Ah. you could and it's relevant because like if you have a lever action repeating carbine you might want to hold it in your left hand by the barrel while you do something and then mm-hmm. do something else with your right hand. Like, and it means that you could do things like you could have a shotgun, a, like a full length shotgun, and then let go of it with your right hand and pull a pistol off of your belt and then shoot a few rounds at someone and then throw it away and grab the the shotgun again. Like mm-hmm. it, it, because of the way he's trying to model your hands, it's it's that each hand can do the same functions So that means the B and A buttons are dedicated to things already. Um, So he had to move all of the gun specific interactions to movement movement on the joystick or touchpad, which works fine on the Vive, which was the thing the game was originally designed for. But it means that it can be a bit of a pain, but you get used to it. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, If you really hate clicking sticks in, then it maybe isn't the game for you. But uh, and and if you have Oculus controllers, but I think it's I think it's pretty easy to adapt to.
0: All right. Well, that's horseshoes, hand grenades, hot hor- dogs, what?
2: horseshoes, and hand grenades. Hot dogs,
0: uh, horseshoes, and hand grenades.
2: You see it referred to as H3 VR um a lot. That's what he usually calls it. Even H- if you don't H3. Have-
0: yeah. <laughs> Half Half-Life 3 confirmed. Even if you don't um
2: if you don't uh have a VR headset or enjoy the game. I highly recommend looking up Anton hand on YouTube. That's the channel he uploads all of his devlogs to. He's just a delight to listen to talk about that stuff. And there's a lot of interesting theory stuff and talks about how coding the different weapons works and everything and gives like demonstrations of stuff. It's, it's cool. He's a cool guy.
0: All right. Well, moving on to our next, uh, Batch of games. Allison yeah. brought a lot of various bullshit.
3: <laughs> Which is Tell me
0: about bullshit. a lot of various bullshit.
3: Yeah. So I What are we uh, playing this on? <laughs> I played a wide variety of stuff this week. Um Yeah, I do, it's, Since it's just been uh a lot of staying at home, I it's it's there's just been a wide variety of games I've been playing Uh, first uh, I don't know why I'm doing this first but uh, last night I tried Stadia for the first time
0: yeah they sent out an Mm. email to a bunch of YouTube premium subscribers
3: yep unless Uh, you're
4: not in America because I'm a YouTube premium
0: subscriber not in America Yeah, US subscribers only
3: yeah so basically uh, if you're a US YouTube premium subscriber you get uh, 3 months uh free of uh Stadia premium
0: it's the only mm-hmm. tier right now so yeah doesn't matter um yeah. but- so it's not you
2: could have access to Stadia and not have Stadia Pro which is Stadia Pro is the thing that comes with some games as part of it oh you know, i guess like if you're stuff. if your subscription lapsed yes that's what i'm getting at is you yeah, got three months the last only year. way yeah. But we're now past the point where you you would still have a free subscription if you bought
0: one. So yes, y- so if the if, only way to have Stadia, though, is to have had that pro subscription or have gotten a point. Buddy Pass, yes, I guess. Yep. yeah. But yeah. the Buddy Pass gives you a pro subscription for a period. Yeah,
4: yeah but there is no free tier at the moment. Like someone Correct. cannot sign up Correct. today and have the free tier. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. So I decided, why not? It's free. <laughs> So I signed up for it um, immediately. uh,
0: Realized you have no games.
3: (laughs) Well, they do give you a free, a couple of free games. So I tried it out. Uh, The first game I played was called Stacks on Stacks on Stacks, which literally just came out. Um, And it's a game where you.
0: What? (laughs) (laughs) Stacks on Stacks on Stacks on Stacks.
3: Yeah, it's it' stacks on stacks on stacks on
2: Yeah. Sorry, it's also what? on Steam. Um,
0: it's, You're very amazed by this.
2: Where it's you, not Steam, they there's not a lot of games on there. If you said that you found that game on Steam, I'd be like, yeah, that sounds dumb. But like Stadia found, is a is yeah.
3: And no, and it's one of the <laughs> free games that they give to you for through Pro. So I just saw that and I was like, okay, that sounds interesting. Uh, oh and I played God. it. Uh, did not think it was very good um <laughs> i it's a game that I would really like to like because it's basically um like it's a it's where you're building where you have to build uh towers um why am I blanking on the name of that other game that did that uh where like you have blocks and you have to build build it up to a certain amount, a certain height
4: tetris uh yeah
3: no but it like what's what's the the one that's Boom like Home Blocks. Okay.
0: The <laughs> jeweled. Jenga. Uh I I'll, I'll <laughs> figure
3: out that Tricky Towers. There we go.
0: Tri- that is what I, I was trying to think of that name too. Oh.
3: Yeah. I that was like in my head. Um, so it's pretty similar, except it's in a kind of 3D space. Uh but there's a lot of weird occasional mini-games in there. And uh I don't. I couldn't tell if it was just Stadia being silly with me, but there was one where where it put you into like kind of like a def, defend the tower mode, and you had to shoot a bunch of ghosts trying to attack your tower, and it was not working out for me. Um, like the the controls were not working. Uh, the the best part of the game is that at the end, when you once you finish building your tower, you can knock it down, which is which is good. Um, but I don't know like it felt like they were going too hard on the like on the physics of it because it was just kind of not fun to build up because it was just like too accurate if that makes sense,
4: yeah, like it's not kind of locking you into a grid and making it more yeah, yeah.
3: And, and it's well, it's very like like with some of those games like uh like tricky towers, like you can do some stuff that you know probably wouldn't be necessarily. Feasible in the real world, but you don't really care because it's a game, and games are meant to be fun. Uh, Whereas here, if you're just a little bit off, like everything will go tumbling. But anyways, I don't know if I necessarily recommend it. But if you have Stadia Pro, it's free on there. What else are you gonna play? I yeah. I also tried uh, grid for all of five minutes, but. any amount of latency does not make that game very fun to play. It turns out um, racing
2: games not good if you have a lot of latency.
3: Yeah, so I'm trying to play this game and uh, it was not going very well because I there would be a, like it, there is not t- a terrible amount of latency. Like the other game I played was this game called uh, Guilt, which is the only I think yep. Stadia exclusive, mm-hmm. and it, it's more of like an adventure game. So it was definitely fine to play, uh, but the grid was not good on it. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah, I, so YouTube or YouTube in the U S and Europe is cutting, uh, like bandwidth yeah. kind of stuff like, Oh, we're going to default to, uh, like standard definition on videos to like help save bandwidth and get like better stuff to people or be faster or whatever. I, wonder if stadia is running into well there's probably not that many people using it so maybe it doesn't matter but <laughs> i mean I, like i making, wonder if there's any like considerations into latency and bandwidth usage with regards to stadia
3: i wonder especially i mean not a lot of people are playing it but then they did give out 3 months of it to people so i i don't know i was playing it like within a couple of hours of I just, that I don't, email so I, just, I
0: don't. I don't know why you would like if you're if you're someone stuck at home. You are at your parents' house, yeah, and don't have like all your consoles with you.
3: Yeah, my PlayStation so like, Four is at home, and I am I'm missing it. But
0: but also you're not going to buy your PlayStation Four games. No, on your
3: absolutely not. Um,
0: so I, like, I I don't know who is like signing up and like oh yeah, I'm going to use Stadia yeah, while I'm stuck I, at home.
3: Yeah, I. And I, I guilt was pretty was was decent. Like it was not bad, and it it ran pretty well on Stadia, and it uh was it had a really nice kind of atmosphere. So it it was a cool game. Um, but it's just there's really not a lot that I'm going like. Th- there was nothing where I was like, oh yeah, this makes sense that I would buy it on Stadia versus any other sure. console, and I mean. Yeah there's a lot of there might be people like me who are at they're you know staying with their parents so they don't have all of their consoles with them but I mean I know that I like I brought my switch and a lot of people are you know getting switch games like playing switch in this uh yeah. in this time to the point where switches are apparently just like completely sold out everywhere um cool. <laughs> but like but I mean also there's like I could play if I wanted to. I could play games on my phone. Yeah, I could play indie games on my play. Uh, like I, 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 my my laptop's okay. So it's like I I have a ton of games in Steam, and I could probably figure out like even if you had like a pretty basic laptop, you can still figure out stuff that you could play on Steam, yeah. which. Well- there's or just so GeForce
2: many now and stuff like that. Right? Apple arcade has a better lineup than what's on stadia. Right. Not that there aren't good games on stadia, but a lot of them are old games. Like, right.
3: and there's like five, it's $5 versus, uh, this would be, uh, stadia is 10 pro is $10 a month. And then you still have to buy a bunch of games. It's, I, I just, I, it, I feel like the lineup of people who are, who have reliable high speed internet, and want to play video games like on stadia that they have on stadia, but also don't have a powerful enough PC or uh, console to play stuff like that is just a, such a small number of people that yeah. I, I still, I, 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 I mean, I, I was, I was decided to play it almost because I was like, Oh, huh. Google's still supporting stadia.
1: Uh, like like
3: out of like right for now but i I was like that's interesting that they're they haven't completely uh given up on it um
2: let me list the games i could play right now. i pulled it open because i still have stadia pro until april 30th uh from the free trial that uh super ggs alex arona passed my way um i have farming simulator 19 uh-huh Classic. steam world world quest. esports scene on that as well yeah. steam world quest I, is pretty good but, but like to be to be fair i like farming simulator games too that's actually the one game on here that i'll probably check out because then i don't have to buy it anywhere else and i can play it for an afternoon and now that we don't have data caps temporarily i can actually use it so farming simulator 2019 steam world quest good game Good game. steam world dig 2 phenomenal game mm-hmm. uh both games that i own on steam and that you could run on Almost any device. Yeah, those I don't are think not on mobile, like but...
3: resource heavy games. I have no. them on Switch, but like um, I I think I played the first Steam World on PC and it was like.
2: Yeah. Stacks on stacks on stacks, which I just claimed. Spitlings, which I just claimed. Oh, uh, yeah. The Serious Sam Collection. <laughs> mm. Guilt. Grid One. There is a third grid game out now. Right. Just.
0: To be clear, like the original grid. As far as I know, I this is not it's the central. 2019 or 2020 like reboot. I think is it, it the new one? The reboot? Okay. I don't know. Well, that would be better. I haven't played any of the grid
3: games, so I honestly have no idea. And it it just the felt most recent, so bad the most, to play. Yeah. That the I, most
0: recent one is just grid. Yes.
2: Again, yeah. So um, yeah, you're right. Because grid, yes, it, it, I think it is the newest one. But also, that game's not good from what I've heard. So. Uh, either way,
3: it did not um, feel good to play on Stadium. Uh,
2: Destiny Two, mm-hmm. yeah. Rise of the Tomb Raider, Samurai Showdown, or Thumper. Those are my options. Thumper and seems three like,
4: of those. That's like a bad game with any kind yes. of latency. <laughs> so no, does I Samurai had, Showdown. Yeah.
3: I I decided I, I was I was definitely thinking of playing some Thumper last night, and I was like, you know, I respect myself too much to do that.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'll, 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 yeah. while, while you're going through other games, I'll load up Thumper here and see how it looks.
3: Yeah. And, and
2: do some live reporting. <clears throat> for,
3: the one thing I'll us. say is that the idea of, uh, like, there was something really appealing about basically signing up for this Pro, um, Stadia Pro, and then clicking it, clicking into a game and it's immediately available and there's oh, no yeah. downloading. It's, it's, it's totally. It was like, I mean, if it worked well, I would probably be like, oh, okay, I can, I can, I can get that because just being able to click open the game in my browser and just go immediately into the game without any sort of download I, and things.
4: I think that's thing, appealing. I think the thing we but, were saying even before it was released is that the tech seems amazing, but we have to see if the platform is any good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as it's turned out, the platform is. Pretty terrible, um, yeah, and yeah. it doesn't seem like it's gotten any better, like I'm looking at it now, it currently has fifty games on its service, and it's been out for four months, and all of them you basically have to pay for except for the occasional one they give away,
3: yeah, and it's yeah, it's and from what i've I've heard uh developers are basically like they are not incentivizing us to put games on stadia, yeah, especially like indie devs, and it's like. If you had a, I mean, a lot of indie games don't necessarily require like high specs, but if you made a subscription like $10 a month, you can play this on anything. And here's a bunch of good indie games that you could play that might be appealing, but like, that's not what they're aiming for. And I, I just don't know what they're aiming for.
4: Yep. I, I don't know. Technology, so that was the kind technology of what knows what they're aiming for. the technology is really cool. It's just such a bad platform.
0: They're also not the only ones with that tech uh like yeah. they probably have their own like solutions and workarounds and whatnot but like uh playstation now uh refreshed yeah. their like seven day trial yeah. uh, so if you have used your seven day trial in the past, I don't know exactly when they did it, so maybe if you've used it recently, you can't, but I used one I don't know like a few years ago and they recently i think it's when they dropped their prices like late last year early this year i don't remember when that was what is time uh but they refreshed that so you can get a free free seven-day trial of playstation now and you can have that same experience on a pc or your playstation uh whichever um they've got trails of cold steel 2 and 3 on there
3: yeah i i i i refreshed that too um and played a couple of games on it uh Few weeks back, and I, I, it's just such a better like bang for your offering pick. of games. Yeah, it's it's just it, it's 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 like I just don't know why you would choose Stadia over um over PlayStation now. If uh, the only thing is if you really want to play um some of the newer games, like you want to play Doom Eternal, but you don't have any of the
1: hardware no, to do it, it,
0: doesn't sound like playing Doom Eternal on Stadia is any way to play Doom Eternal. Uh, no. So. Okay, okay, I will say I just played a couple levels of Thumper and it works fine.
1: Okay.
2: It was totally playable. Good to know. It, so at got,
0: like six in the morning, or
2: what, what are we, seven yeah, eight yeah, yeah, eight in the morning yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, for uh, sure. Um it, it 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 was um uh I got S ranks on the first few levels and it was okay. Oh yeah. wow. So maybe it was a tiny bit of lag, but
3: maybe I was playing it at uh whatever stadia's peak hours are, but I don't know. It's, I mean, you
2: also got. Um, I have a. I have a, a PC wired into my router. That I was,
3: yeah, I was just playing it off of uh, Wi-Fi. So
2: yeah, I'm sure it will be a bad, terrible. Uh, p- that's the thing about this stuff is like playing it on Wi-Fi is so, going to be so hit or miss because it just depends so much on the quality of your network hardware and the device you're playing it on, and right. like its network hardware. So like, I think the only way to get the only way to play a game like Samurai Showdown or Grid or Thumper is probably going to be on a wired connection.
3: God, I can't even least. imagine playing something like Samurai Showdown on. Yeah. No, thank you. Um, but yeah, so that was my experience with Stadia. Do not recommend, but it'd be nice if it was good.
2: Thumper, um, though, kick-ass game. I might see if... I might install it on Steam.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Locally. No, I've, I've been wanting to play it. It's got
2: VR. I know, yeah. I love yeah. that game. Yeah. yeah. I've never played it in VR. I've just played it, the the standard version, so I should yeah. play it in VR.
3: So, uh, otherwise, I've played, like, a really weird, wide variety of games. Uh, like, I'm currently playing through uh, uh, Final Fantasy X on my Switch. Uh, it, I, I got to the uh, Blitzball segment and I was like, mm, I don't know if I want to play this right now. So I haven't played it since I got there. Um, but I'll, I'll probably have to... And you
0: put it down and you go play a real game like Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> Boom. Uh,
3: I need to push through that. Uh, also, booted up Breath of the Wild again, because why not? Um, uh, and then also, I've I try, been trying to pick up a couple of indie games on the Switch because... Right now there's a pretty decent sale going on, so I just decided let's just pick up some of the really cheap games uh and try it out. Um so the first one I played is called Dogurai, like samurai dog. And it's a uh an action platformer that's kind of like uh I I seen people compare it to basically like Ninja Gaiden and Mega Man. Um but it's stylized like it's a it's a, like it's a um Game Boy game. So the first level you have the kind of greens of the old Game Boy. Um and it, it's pretty good. It feels pretty good to play. Um the one thing that was just my my biggest issue was that it was genuinely pretty tough to play. Uh there some of the platforming got to be genuinely really challenging. Like I was uh last night I was trying to get through this one part and I just decided I I needed to play something else for a bit because it was uh you're you're jumping onto various platforms. All of the platforms have um uh are, are like moving platforms, but then there's also stuff that's like coming down to crush you at every moment. So you're just like trying to jump through this and it was just it was it was genuinely pretty tricky. Um but uh but the normal mode, you have infinite lives, so you can. It, it's 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 tough, but it's not necessarily like you know super punishing uh, unless you uh, play in the harder mode, but I believe. But uh, it's currently two dollars and fifty cents on Switch. Um, That's not it bad. Was a, yeah. No, it was, it was a fun little diversion.
4: I was gonna say the first thing it reminded me of is Gato Roboto in how yeah. it's going for that style. But like that's a yeah. much more appealing price.
3: Yeah, so so I, I think I think normally it's five dollars, but here it's two fifty. I might go back and replay it, but I mean it's it's definitely uh, you know not not bad for the price. Cool. Uh, and I've also been playing Cross Sneak Plus, uh, which is a um, kind of puzzle game where you have a grid and you have to make crosses on the grid by moving things around kind of like a, kind of like a Rubik's cube where you can, where you move the um, columns and you can move the rows, but you ha- you can't move things individually, but you have to make um, uh, like uh, something that's completely horizontal and you make something that's vertical, but things get um, a little bit more tricky with, because they start adding uh block, uh to say you can't move, and you they start adding just kind of it, it, it basically is just mostly an endless mode. So, there's no like per, there's no real progression, at least as far as I've seen. Um, there's a few different modes, like there's a kind of chill mode where you just there's no time limit, and then there's uh, I, I think a versus mode and a time attack mode, um, that I haven't really checked out at all. But as as a puzzle game, it's really one of those games where. You know, like, like when you're playing Tet, when you've played Tetris for quite a bit of time and you kind of just get into that zone and you're uh, just feel it like, you know, just it, it's hard to describe, but where, where you kind of just it gets kind of almost zen, like where you're
0: the Tetris effect.
3: Yeah, where, where you're just like moving stuff around and you stop thinking about it. And so I was like listening to some podcasts last night and playing it and it, it was it was genuinely pretty fun and uh right now it's on switch for a dollar so uh definitely something i'd recommend um also the aesthetic is extremely early 2000s uh i think that the developer calls it like a y2k aesthetic uh and it's it's very it's charming in in that regard but uh it's normally i think 8 dollars but for 1 i would totally recommend it because it's i feel like that's a steal and it's it's a good game to kind of zone out with or if you want to do something with your hands while you're listening to a podcast it's 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 a good one so i was uh pleasantly surprised by that one so i'm going to try to keep playing picking up some cheap indie games on switch that are hopefully good ones and not the shovelware ones that they put down to like 10 cents so uh i'll i'll let you know next week if i find any other good indie yep. indies on switch
0: all right. Tune in next week for another installment of Allison's Budget Gamer Corner.
3: <laughs> That's right. So Dogger Eye and sneak plus two good games on Switch for very very cheap. Uh, and All then right. also I played Animal Crossing. So
0: how how are you feeling about the, the eggs?
3: I I don't dislike the eggs. Um. I'll, uh, so uh, if you're not playing Animal Crossing, uh. Right now, they're doing the Bunny Day event, which is basically Easter. Um, And uh, in place of a lot of the um, resources you can collect, there are eggs that you can get. So, like if you're chopping down some wood, uh, if you're like chopping at a tree, sometimes there'll be an egg. Or if you're fishing, sometimes there'll be an egg. Sometimes, if you dig stuff up, most
0: times there will be an egg. Now,
3: with fishing, yeah uh
0: if i was starting out this game now i'd probably be pissed
3: yeah a lot of people are pissed off by it um i i don't i'm not that bothered by it because i am genuinely trying to uh craft all of the furniture because once you if you do that apparently you'll you'll get something so i'm like i gotta do it uh and I don't really dig the aesthetic of a lot of the items of Bunny Day because they're just mostly eggs. Um but
0: I like eggs.
3: But and yet uh my island I my my house is now covered with all the egg items because I'm like, well, I'm not going to craft them and not use them. So my 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 Animal Crossing house looks just god awful <laughs> right now, but it's I think it's fine, but yeah I'll, some of the memes that are coming out from this are very very funny uh but yeah i'm still i'm still playing it every every day um for a little bit of time i think i'm playing it a little bit less per day now just because i've kind of started to get into the swing of things and there's less of a okay can you uh there's less stuff that they're building now since the museum's up the tailor shop is up um Building houses is a lot easier, so it's just kind of it's gotten to the day to day aspect of it, which which is definitely fine. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm excited to keep playing it because I I'm still enjoying it.
0: All right, I saw that uh, someone's money bell tree money tree turned into eggs.
1: That's horrible!
0: Holy shit!
2: I would uninstall the game. I would be so I would mad. Just, I would just I would just uninstall it and yeah. never launch it again.
0: Hey, that's, hey that's, that's, a, that's a cool thirty thousand bells replaced with three eggs. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think, I
3: think, I think. Also, the other issue is that they uh, set up this event without necessarily considering that everybody is stuck at home and playing a ton of Animal Crossing because sure. it's like. They, they put it over the course of, I think, 12 days, which, you know, if in normal times, you're like, sure, that gives you time to pl- uh, only play like a little bit each day or just play a few days of a week and get that in. But now everybody's just like, I just want to play Animal Crossing right now. And this is yeah. a lot.
4: So. It'd, be nice, it'd be nice if you could opt out.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Uh, in the past, these events have been like just one day, haven't they? Yeah. Day of.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. But right now, since there's uh, since they've added the DIY um, recipes and Mm -hmm. crafting uh, instead of buying a lot of the items or or a lot of that, it's uh, Mm -hmm. your crafting items, which. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that's been Animal Crossing. Unless anyone has any other thoughts about about it.
1: Not
2: really. I've kind of lost a lot of drive to play it, but it's good. Like, it's still the... I'm still likely to go back to it, and more likely to go back to it than I have been with previous Animal Crossing games, so...
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the only thing that'll keep me coming back is just playing with my girlfriend. Um, it's fair. But, yeah. Uh, I can see why people like it, it but it's also as i suspected not for me
2: one of my friends did point out and i thought this was interesting they're playing it with their uh, partner also um and and really enjoying it they were talking about how like it's one of their favorite they they bought a switch for pokemon and then were super disappointed to see like their response to pokemon and didn't end up even playing it um Cause he's very like not into spending lots of like full price on games. Um, and the, he is,
0: only play Nintendo games.
2: No, it's <laughs> a lot more. This is the first Nintendo console he's okay. had. I think maybe since he was a kid, like okay. it's very, uh, he's, he's very much somebody I love playing games with, but he's very much like, I'm going to buy this co-op shooter from five years ago on steam for $4. Cause it's on sale. Will someone please play it with me? Kind of thing. um, So uh, he and his uh, partner are playing um, Animal Crossing together and really enjoying it. But he was pointing out to me like um, it is interesting that the things like the fact that you have to button through like a shitload of dialogue every time you um, donate things to the museum or the fact that like you can't sort your inventory with a push of a button or whatever. If that was in like a RPG, an action RPG on PC or something it would get hammered for quality of life Mm -hmm. stuff and it is interesting that for a game Nintendo stuff does kind of get weird passes for a lot of little like stuff like that quality of life related stuff (laughs) let me craft more than one item at
0: a time damn it that is the worst especially
3: when you're trying to craft uh, like bait and you have a bunch of clams and you just want to craft like 10 bait and you're just like sitting there and at one point I was sitting uh with my uh switch and i was just pressing the a button and listening to something or watching something yeah
4: because is it, i was like is it true what i've heard that like there's almost no touchscreen functionality or like it's not what you want it to be
2: it's just the keyboard basically yeah
0: like, like, I, like isn't it like
4: if you want to do the drawings for your whatever your uh yeah your banner, like you I can't can. use the touchscreen and stuff like that
0: uh, no, uh, yeah I think you can use the touchscreen for that. I think you can, yeah. I thought I remembered uh, reading you. Yeah, uh, yeah, no I think I watched my girlfriend do it and she left
2: a weird face on my island. <laughs> But that's good. But yeah, I don't know. It's it's I just think it's interesting. I'm not trying to be negative or like or like dunk on the game. Or oh, no, I, I, no.
0: I, this is just another example of people giving Nintendo like a pass on. Yeah. Weird yeah. It, like their it, their online stuff is just like nobody thought
2: about it, that the fact that it would be nice to be able to craft more than one of a thing at a time during the development of this game. Like, I, I making games is hard. I'm not trying to pick on the developers, but, like, come on.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what what I, if they did
0: think about it, and they went, no, that's not the experience. Yeah, like, you what the fuck? You Why need is to craft each you item 10, clams, one ten by pieces one. of beta once?
3: Yeah, it's... Personally, I th- I've definitely noticed some quality-of-life things that I wish were different, but I don't think it's really impacted my experience that much. There's sure. just a lot of stuff where you're just like would be nice if Nintendo did that, but it's,
2: I think it's It's just interesting. It's like a larger sentiment thing where with, when Nintendo doesn't do it, that's what I I feel like most people. And I think it has more to do with the audience that engages in those games. I think if that same audience were to play, a survival game that on steam that didn't have batch crafting, they would probably be more forgiving of it than the people who tend to play those kinds of games on steam. So I think that's really where yeah. the difference lies, but it is interesting still.
0: Perhaps, but I don't know. Maybe the world will never know. Oh, I don't The answer think, to yeah, this question. The who knows? We know. no well, way. they've been putting out a lot of patches. Maybe they'll patch in something like batch crafting. Who knows? Maybe, maybe. That would Uh, honestly make me play the game more, I think. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, I would be willing to give it some more time. But between these turnip prices and that, that's it. No more Animal Crossing. Done. Uh, Really? We're not talking about it anymore, ever? Yes. Uh, Well, I'm assuming it'll come up a few more times, at least once more this year, Uh, at least. uh, Okay. (laughs) Whether or not it, it... whether or not it should.
3: I, I by, mean, I, I put it on my temporary uh, I, I best games you, of 2020 list.
0: I I so. can't tell you whether or not it should. Whether or not it will. Uh, I can also tell you. It's Sam's well, game of the year. Yeah,
4: we put two. You have to let it on the we, thing. We, put, no, we, put two, that, we know what
0: that's
2: going
4: to be. We put two bad bad games on last year's game of the year list. So,
0: Um... <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm not going
0: to. We're not going to go down <laughs> this rabbit hole. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I'm doing the calculus <laughs> there. Uh, Well. um, Yeah. Okay. It's my turn. I got games. Oh, yeah. uh, do you want to hear. I'll talk a little bit more about Half-Life Alex real quick. Uh, I talked about it last week. I am sad. First thing. Same. I am sad. I was not further in the game uh, when we talked about it last week because we had a. Uh, Jeff Davis on last week, a friend of Pat, now a friend of the podcast. And <laughs> I got the the current mission or chapter I'm on simply titled Jeff in Half-Life Alex. And like the the way they do it is they just like put the text up in like a certain spot in like the opening room of the level. And so it's very easy to miss. So I'm just kind of like looking around this room and I turn and as it fades out I just see the I just see Jeff in white text like at the top of my eye line. I'm like, okay, that's weird. Uh and it did you know Half-Life 2 was like all in like Russia? Yeah. I I forgot about that until I was playing this game. Um and this whole level takes place in a distillery. And uh Russell, the guy that got your voice in the ear, is talking about how vodka is terrible and but he loves it and because Alex doesn't know what vodka is mm. Uh so he's like please bring me back some vodka make sure to bring me some vodka as his like you know super dramatic and like the voice is cutting out because of interference or whatever Uh but this is where like the survival horror aspect of the game kind of really kicks off there have been like dark rooms uh and like head crabs and stuff but for the most part None of that was too spooky. Um, I did get to a part where I touched a coat rack while I was in a dark room with like uh, gross head crabs, like the the poison ones with like the two legs and they're hairy. Uh, Those were all like just spawning infinitely and like crawling all over the walls and all around. And I brushed a coat rack and my girlfriend has like a fuzzy like hood like a faux fur hood on her jacket. And I t- felt that. And I just immediately like shook and was like, I got to get out of this headset. I'm- That's awesome. Uh, yeah, that was, that was an unpleasant experience. Um, but got past that and met Jeff, uh, who is a blind, like Zen parasite covered, like, combine i think i don't know it's a big monster that chases you around and oh, has like yeah, yeah yeah spores that come off of yeah. mm-hmm. it. and uh so you need to cover your mouth with you like by holding up a controller to your face um uh, and that like makes it so you don't cough so jeff can't hear you meanwhile you're like picking up um like vodka bottles and throwing them into another room to distract mm-hmm. jeff so you can like get into another room and then he's stumbling into wherever you're at. There have been some pretty tense moments in there that I was not I was like trying to figure out I'm like okay, I don't can I go over there? Hard to figure out with like where I can actually walk and like trying not to run into a wall in like my semi small apartment. Mm-hmm. I've got like a decent sized place to walk around and stuff, but I'm always worried. I'm going to like punch the wall. Cause I've already done that a few times and it's like a dark, creepy room. And I'm like, Hey, if I, can I stand over there? Would I be safe? And what can I do? And so I think like the smaller areas, the more compact, the c- compact zones are not my favorite aspect of the game so far. Uh, like there's an elevator that has a bunch of, Uh, like crates in it so the space is like the space i could like operate in the game in was much smaller than the space i could actually stand and walk around into my apartment Mm -hmm. so it got very disoriented like okay how far can i lean over before the game's like nope you can't be in here uh because this is like not a valid space for your body to be Mm -hmm. and then like pair that with Loud noises from the elevator, like an alarm going off. And then I've got Jeff pounding at the door trying to get in. I'm like, OK, how much time do I have? Like, can I actually. Like, is this just like until I figure out the right thing to do or is it until like he hits on the door so much? Uh, so that was pretty stressful. Um That's interesting. And then they did. Yeah, they did a really annoying, like kind of jump scare type thing where i opened up a cooler and like a dead head crab fell out on my face and i was like nah because they're real gross looking yeah and i've had a couple moments where i could just like see right down their like creepy little mouths and
4: yeah, you can see their beaks not
0: you can you can see everything <laughs> uh and it's not great uh so yeah half-life alex continues to be good i want to play more of it uh I keep up but
4: yeah it sounds it's, great i Currently I'm having a good time. I currently don't have a PC which could handle VR. Uh mm-hmm. hope to build one at some point and also don't have a VR headset except for the Oculus uh, uh dev like original dev kit which mm-hmm. was like
0: Oh the dev kit yeah, I don't know go which which like, run on that. No I
4: really doubt it. It was like 240p. Like so you would not yeah. want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, it
0: doesn't sound like the ideal have,
3: experience for that like, at all. No.
0: They uh, there's isn't like a a newspaper early on in the game where as kind of hard for me to read on the Oculus Rift, mm-hmm. but like if you had an index or like another high resolution uh headset, you could probably like you can actually read what's going on in that paper and like hold it up to your face, and be like, oh, there's some crazy stories. Yeah. About like a world in an apocalypse from right as like things were going bad. Like one of the last newspapers probably.
4: Oh, we'll be seeing some of those soon.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I'm probably close to seeing one of the last newspapers anyway, regardless of our current social political true and, uh, situation. Um, but yeah, so that's half-life Alex. Speaking of but uh, but this week, uh, uh, yeah, you can't see this butt uh, because the ethics department said they had to turn Jill Valentine's skirt into a skirt from. <laughs> so yeah no this that's we're not going to discuss that this the classic costume for resident evil 3 is fine does not matter uh anyway yeah i played resident evil 3 if you recall uh i am a big fan of resident evil 2 uh the remake that came out last year same my game of the year i thought I i thought it was great Pretty high up on our game of the year list, like four maybe, which I was surprised it even got that high. But uh, I'm not gonna complain. Might have been higher, three somewhere. I don't know. It was, I don't it know, remember. In the upper half. Yeah. I remember a one and two and everything after that was <laughs> doesn't matter. I can
4: look it up. Give me ten seconds.
0: Okay. Well yeah, Resident Evil three was it was number I think it was the most number three. Number three. Oh yeah. Okay. It, it deserves that place in my opinion. Uh, resident evil three, probably not going to be that high on our game of the year list unless something very bad happens with the rest of video games for the rest of the year. And maybe it will. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that, that remains to be seen. We'll get to some of that in news. Maybe. Uh, so resident evil three, I think the most important thing to note about Resident Evil Three remake is it was made by a different team than either Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Two remake. Mm. It was made by like an outside team
4: like still uh, still Capcom been, though
0: uh outsourced i'm let me see who uh I don't remember if they ever actually identified. The developer, yeah, like a lot of uh, it, it, but,
4: it looks like the exact same engine as two, and like maybe even a lot of shared assets from two.
0: It oh, yes, <laughs> like yes, uh, very much so. It does not, I do not see like a specific developer just as Capcom, it's, but so maybe I'm a little bit wrong on that, but it's not the Resident Evil 7 or the Resident Evil 2 team. Uh, so that, I think, is the most important thing that I can say about this game, yeah. because it is, well, it shares a lot of, like, mechanics and DNA, and, like, it is very much part of, like, the Resident Evil 2 canon, or mm-hmm. the Resident Evil canon, as they have kind of created with this remake, it's less ambitious, I think, is... How I'd describe it. Yeah.
4: I mean, to me, like, uh, the thing that happened with the Resident Evil 2 remake that I think we talked about, like, almost as soon as it came out, was the addition of Mr. X was basically Nemesis. So, like, if they ever Mm -hmm. did uh, Resident Evil 3, how would they handle Nemesis when Mr. X already kind of fills that role? And from what I've been hearing, I haven't played Resident Evil 3 yet. It sounds like Nemesis is kind of delegated to scripted moments, cutscenes
0: like yes like
4: very like you're interacting with Nemesis now he's not following you around like Mr. X. Mm-hmm. So uh
0: yeah so I think I can't remember if I talked about I don't think I talked about the demo on this podcast when I was on Super GG uh last week I talked about how I it Nemesis felt very dynamic in that demo. Right. Because he was jumping like You'll go into a building as he's chasing you, he's like, okay, he's not gonna follow you into this building because it's like a story place or whatever. But then you come out and then he's right. jumping off the roof and like sliding down metal poles with like claws and there's sparks flying off. Mm. And he can like jump past you. Like he's much more nimble and he's faster than Mr. X. Yeah. So there's like a different dynamic in avoiding him and how you interact with him. But he' he's only in the game for like a few set piece moments
1: that's, that's really guy, weird
0: that is weird uh and like he like, that's somewhat similar to how he worked in resident evil 3 the, but he but was, not, there were like more of those moments not, and not there were really
4: because like in Res- original resident evil 3 there would be moments where you would just hear stars and he would just randomly show up like and that would those were totally random
0: Uh, a little bit, but there's also, um, like a lot of scripted moments where he shows up and then you also have have choices on what you can do. Uh, but yes, this, this game does not have the space to allow, uh, to allow those dynamic encounters with nemesis. Mm. What's weird to me is this seemed like the
2: opportunity for, and like, this is the reason that even though I had kind of, a so, so time with RE2 remake last year. Mm. Um, I want to try it again on PC because I think if I had more precise aiming, that would help me feel a little bit better sure. about yeah. the my issues with it. Um, but I was excited about eventually playing RE3 because to me, it, I thought of it like, wouldn't it be cool if this was like, not open world, open world, but like kind of like open in the sense of like the way a Hitman level is open, mm. like a yeah. large space that you're yes. moving around with nemesis always hunting you like always being there that was the that was the concept that i thought they were going to be going for
0: that sure would be a cool game pat yeah exactly
2: (laughs) Uh, that's not what they made it's surprising to me that that's not what they made because it seems like that's right there and it seems like for resident evil it's worth spending the time and resources on making that be the thing because that's obviously the thing you want
0: uh, I I said it while you were while you had stepped away, but it, I think the most important thing I can say about Resident Evil Three is that it was made by not the same teams as Resident Evil Two or Resident Evil Seven. Uh, so it was like a smaller team, which I were, guess
2: it seems like that just shouldn't happen. You know, like it seems like if that smaller yeah. team isn't gonna make the thing that the game should be, then. They shouldn't be the ones to make it, you know.
4: I don't know if it uh, needed to come out now. Like, what if they no. had spent another year on it?
0: They they could have just done Resident Evil Resistance, and it would have been fine. Yeah. I, yes. I, I I fully expect Resident Evil Eight to come out next year with next gen. Uh, assuming uh, I think that would be the way they do it. Maybe like a cross gen thing, but I think like a yeah. PS Five or like both console launch so would games is what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, to hell. Yeah. It'll cost $69. Uh, <sighs> actually, that's what Microsoft should do is they should make all uh series X games cost $69. That'd be pretty good. Also there, I, there was some, there was something that must have been like a joke because there was something that was just like 69. It's like, nice, very deliberate. Uh, for like someone's see, age, I could
2: see the the Game Pass account um, doing that.
0: Um, but yeah. Uh, so you know how in Resident Evil Two the levels are like totally interconnected, yep. and basically until you go down to the lab at the end, yeah. you can go back to basically anywhere you've been in the yeah, game. In the police
4: mm-hmm. station, it's all one giant level. Essentially, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. basically what if you just played through sections like the lab over and over strung together and you can't go back between them (sighs) like that, that kind of size and like not the exact same layout, obviously like a little more like interconnected and the ability to like unlocking shortcuts and stuff more so than the lab. But yeah, like about that size or smaller, that doesn't sound great it's like, it's fine. Uh, I had a good time with it. I think like it's, it captures the spirit well enough. Um, it looks like the campiness.
2: Yeah. It looks really good. I watched Abby from giant bomb mm-hmm. stream some of it and it, I watched her stream enough of it to go, you know, when this is on sale for like half off yeah. or less, I'll probably play it. Cause it looks fun. Um, yeah. uh, it looks well they, made from yeah. the like, The moving and shooting look like they do in RE2, and that is good.
0: (laughs) And it's it's more dynamic. Um, You've got a dodge where you can, like, execute a perfect dodge and then go into a bullet time. Uh, It's a little harder to nail than I would like. You can get an item after you beat the game. You can get an item that, like, makes that easier to Mm -hmm. execute. Because sometimes I try to dodge and it's just like, nope, you're getting punched out of that dodge or getting grabbed out of the dodge. I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Uh, And there's like a three dodge like version and stuff like that. Uh, So there's like it's much more mechanically dense. Yeah. And like complex than Resident Evil 2. And they're throwing way more zombies at you. This is a much more action oriented game. Which makes sense. Than it is. Yeah. Um, I think it's not Resident Evil 6 or even Resident Evil 5. Mm. But it is like... There's a lot more zombies on screen at once than there are in uh, Resident Evil 2. Do you
4: find Do you find uh, yourself so, avoiding them, or or do you actually engage with them?
0: Sometimes you can't avoid them. Yeah, just because there's too many. And like, if you if I was better at the dodging, uh, maybe I would have avoided more. Mm. But and I'm sh- like I'm looking forward to like seeing speed running uh, take off and taking a shot at that myself a little bit. Because uh, I'm sure there'll be some interesting stuff, but in some ways, I think it'll be inherently less interesting than like Resident Evil 2, just because there are so many discrete zones. Like, so I think the thing that really like solidified like oh, this is not exactly what I was hoping for is there's a moment or in like the kind of first like actual main area where you're solving puzzles. There are two like locked rooms and I was like, oh, I'll come back to those because I'll be back here because it's uh, it's like Resident Evil 2 remake. So it's going to be like a bigger city and stuff like that. And I did come back to that area for about five seconds as I ran through and everything was on fire. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I guess I don't get to go back to these places and get the stuff in those buildings. Mm-hmm. OK, whoopsie. Uh, so then from then on, I was like, OK, I'll have to be more careful and try and get make sure I'm picking up everything along the way. I still miss some stuff. Uh that's that's fine. It's not like an issue. Uh because I'll I'm gonna replay it uh, to try and like speedrun and stuff like that. But it it was disappointing to realize like, oh, this is not gonna be the big open raccoon city nemesis stalking around every corner, jumping off buildings and trying to mess me up at any moment game that I was expecting. And, you know, I, I built that, like, expectation up for myself. There was no, like, marketing that I think said that. But that was what I was expecting. Because that's that's the game they should have made, I, uh, in my opinion.
2: I'm looking at a, a Steam review, too, that suggests that, like, a significant amount of content was cut from it as well, I, compared I, to the original game. Y-
0: yeah, there's
2: a lot of stuff that isn't
0: in this version yeah uh, like
2: clock tower grave digger the park city hall graveyard yeah. other locations a lot of enemies there's a whole sequence where jill is with the rpd that doesn't happen in this game
0: yeah like you um, go to the rpd um but it's not as jill uh
2: yeah it's it seems we i don't know it just seems weird it seems like they, <laughs> they didn't know what they were
0: doing uh t- i think they were given a small budget and a small time frame I think that's what it was. I think Capcom said, all right, we've got yeah. all this goodwill. I guess now the let's... Team, more the team, more, more Capcom
2: didn't know what they yeah. were doing with Which the is, remake.
0: No. I, I would say this is, that I can think of, this is kind of Capcom's weakest release in quite some time, at least since Monster Hunter uh, came out, Monster Hunter World. Uh, it's frustrating because it implies that, like, I wanted to believe that, that they
2: learned a lot from yeah. street fighter five and what a kind of disaster that was. I mean, it's not the worst game, but also compared to what street fighter four was, it just <laughs> didn't. I mean, it kind of, it wasn't great. I kind of hope that maybe they had learned from that. And that's why we got such great releases from them for a while, but it almost feels now like maybe those things were accidents and, <laughs> It's like they have very talented talent, but from a like publishing and resource allocation
0: perspective, they have no clue what they're doing still. Uh, yeah, it's again, it's hard to say. It's not. The like they've got Resident Evil Resistance. I haven't touched that yet. Maybe I'll come back next week saying this is amazing. This is like game of the year. Probably not. It but, looks pretty bad in my opinion, but I'll be interested uh, to hear. What I, I've is. seen people who are very into Resident Evil saying it's very good, um, but I haven't played it myself. Sure, I didn't mess with the beta or anything like that. It was it was the least interesting thing of that announcement. Like they announced it before they announced Resident Evil Three. And I was like, oh, man, multiplayer can't be serious.
2: I love asymmetric games, but also. If I wanted to play a one V four horror game, I would just play dead by daylight. That game is phenomenal.
0: Well, uh, maybe they all be. But... Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they like split these off at some point or something. I don't know. It's weird because I don't know. Like uh, if Resident Evil 3 the remake was a $60 game by itself I would actually be mad Yeah, <laughs> knowing there's a multiplayer element I'm like okay I can give it a pass on that but cause as long as the multiplayer element is decent <laughs> yeah yeah uh, I hope it's decent uh, I'm going to play it this week and hopefully write a review of that I've got a review of Resident Evil 3 that is going to go up maybe tomorrow or Monday something like that sometime in the next day or two and then maybe next weekend i'll get a resident evil resistance review so people can see what i think of that yeah there's and a... my full playthrough of resident evil 3 is up on youtube on the gaming fix youtube channel
2: some of this stuff looks good about resident evil resistance i just googled it yeah. there's some positive sentiment, so maybe it's really cool i hope so
0: yeah uh it when i first saw the reveal i was like uh, what are you What
2: if it turns out if it turns out that that resistance is really good, I could see getting this game a little sooner rather than Mm -hmm. waiting.
0: I imagine it won't be full price for For a long long
2: time. The the, the, again, like I'm I'm the first one to be skeptical of steam reviews, but it's getting a pretty good reception there. Yeah. I mean, people seem users seem to be fine with the package, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. There were some reviews talking about the skort, which makes me want to just pack up steam and eject the entire community into the sun. But,
0: I, uh, and there's going to be like mods that put her in like a bikini or whatever. So who even cares about yeah. a skort? Like, I know, I know. or I it'll know. be modded yep. Yep. in nope, to be like the true classic. Like, oh, she's on a skirt. Like, OK. Uh, yeah. OK. It, I enjoyed my time with it. I wish it was longer. I That's really I wish there was more of it. And so yeah
2: Resident Do they Does they have like The thing that RE2 That makes me want to go back And actually get through RE2 To like Enjoy it um, Or to, to 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 experience it more Is like A lot of that Goofy unlockable stuff Like the Tofu
0: Character and stuff Sounds uh, really there's funny There's Nothing Like that In this But there's was I'm trying to remember if that was like that stuff was originally in Resident Evil two or if it was in Resident Evil three, but maybe there was in both. Uh, there's like some unlockable items and stuff, but I feel like there's nothing like that, that I unlocked in Resident Evil three.
2: The idea, I guess is kind of what I'm getting at more is the idea of like Resident Evil two, almost as like a roguelite sort of thing where you're doing runs at it. It sounds cool to me. Mm -hmm. Um, So that concept is neat. Uh, And if there's like some variability in like loadouts and characters that you can get for Resident Evil 3, that sounds kind of cool. But I don't know. Maybe that's not
0: in there. uh, So you can unlock like a bunch of items and like weapons, and like you can unlock defense boosters and attack boosters Mm -hmm. and extra like hip pouches for extra inventory space. And Early lock pick and early uh, bolt cutters cool. and stuff like that. So you can and you can pick that all up at the beginning of the game or however much you want. But you have to, like, meet specific challenges to get points and then buy that with points like kill 200 enemies, kill a thousand enemies. That kind of stuff sounds That's,
2: like the most appealing thing about the game and would give it longevity and replayability as given that the core mechanics of playing it are good. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I wish it was longer. I wish there was sure. more. Oh yeah, and for sure. And I would, yeah. It just it's sounds not like the it game be a game I hoped for. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's not the game I hope for, which is like my main uh, complaint, and that it's even what is there. If they had made what is there, just like more it, of how they built it, that would also be fine. I think the but meta frustration is like. They're not going to
2: do another one of these. It's not like now in two or three years there will be another shot for you to get an open world Wrecking City with Nemesis following you around. This was yeah. the shot for that. Yeah. And it's never probably ever going to happen again. If it does happen again, it'll be in 20 years. So, like, that, I think, is the part that is the <laughs> most frustrating.
0: Resident Evil 3 remake, remake. Yeah, so, uh, I mean,
2: I wouldn't put it past them to do that in a long time when they need to the, the cash. But...
0: It's just, you wish they would have nailed it. That's all. Oh, yeah. Well, that's every game. You wish they would have nailed it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, there was something going around. I can't remember if it's this team or the Resident Evil 2 team is doing like a bigger project, but it's not Code Veronica and it's not um, Resident Evil 4. Uh, Let me see.
2: I wonder if they would ever revisit those what was it outbreak the multiplayer one.
0: Yeah. Uh that is some people have been wanting outbreak and outbreak 2 like remade. Uh there's the there's been like an online uh resurgence mm-hmm. of that game. Outbreak
4: 2 was interesting.
0: I've heard they're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh you you can find people playing that like people are doing like weird i don't know if it's a rom like lands or like emulating the game on ps2 and like doing that over computer or what but there is like a community playing that playing that game it's so weird yeah uh you can find it on youtube it it looks kind of rough yeah sure but you know it's like a ps2 game
2: that's kind of the, the the two main things about resident evil that have made me as someone who was like the only one i've I played when it came close to when it came out, it was resident evil four. Mm-hmm. Um, it like the weird mythology is one aspect of why I have always kind of wanted to penetrate it. But uh, the other thing is like how weird the spinoff games seems to be in terms of the, the like stories they covered and then the weird experiments they had with things like online play or like the light gun game that they made. Um, that stuff always seemed fascinating from like a, it's weird it got to be such a wide arching media franchise kind of
0: thing uh it's to me it's one of the most iconic series even though like as a kid i didn't play the games i didn't like the first one i really played myself was four but i just have such reverence for the series for some reason i just think it's really great the lore the characters the campiness the um yeah, I, I think it's really great. I don't know how it became. I like, got such a, a solid place in my heart, but like yeah. the movies, I love those. I, everything about Resident Evil, I kind of love. I haven't played a lot of the spin-off games like Revelations and stuff, uh, but I should, probably should.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I, the, the Resident Evil Two remake is is on sale for uh, twenty dollars uh, until the fifteenth, so I may, um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I, may
2: it, I may give it a shot again on PC and. Um, even
0: though I've tried You can I've mod ne- on, uh, Mr. X into like Thomas the Tank or something and- Or into a thong Yeah, hell yeah <laughs> I think you do the same to Leon uh, Hell yeah Also, I just remembered this This game, so the writing In this game is a little suspect For some reason um, There's a lot of Swearing, much more Than like previous Resident Evil Games, someone said, I want to say,
2: I don't know if it's, I think it's Brad, maybe it's Jill, Uh says like, fuck shit early on. And I was watching Abby stream it, and I was like,
0: all right, it's yeah, it's like in Resident Evil 2, they added some more like fucks and shits and dams. That makes sense. You're in the middle of a viral zombie outbreak. I can understand why you might swear, but in Resident Evil 3 most of the swearing comes across as being written by like a teenager who just learned how to swear or just mustered up the courage to swear (laughs) but doesn't know how to properly utilize it most of the like there's like documents and things have much more swearing like there's one for the UBCS the Umbrella Bio something yeah. something something The so- soldiers And it starts off Listen up limp dicks <laughs> what? <It's> like, Okay <laughs> uh, they're, they're military folks They're gonna They're gonna swear creatively But it just seems out of place in Resident Evil Claire, er, Jill has occasional One liners that are pretty good where She swears like oh, Bitch can't even swim is a good <laughs> one uh, That she says uh, but then she says, like, shitbird, like, oh, OK, I guess that doesn't seem like something <laughs> Jill would say the master of unlocking. Uh, speaking so. of swear, I think it's
2: funny that we're at a point where characters are like and it's should be fine to say to swear. I mean, in most ways, yeah. as long as you're not saying a bunch of like as long as you're not saying like truly offensive words that are slur like yeah. slurs. But um, it's funny to contrast to RE3, which is like. Character saying "fuck shit" right at the beginning too. I I don't want to talk about it at length, but I finished playing Half Life Two uh, this over this this week, and characters say shit in that. But there's a moment near the end where Barney tosses you, I think it's the gravity gun or something, and he's like, "If you see Doctor Breen, tell him yeah. fuck you." But the fuck is like. There's an explosion that muffles it. Yep. And in the subtitles, it's like it blanks it out. Yep. So this mature rated oh, video game an from game, the yeah. early 2000s, they were afraid to say fuck in it. <laughs> and they had yeah. to bleep it out like it's a PG-13 movie. And now we've progressed to fuck shit in the first well, five minutes of a game.
0: And, and the stuff you can see in... Uh, Resident Evil 2, at least Resident Evil 2, is much more graphic. Yeah, with yeah. like some of the gore, it is in it. shockingly gory. Like, early on. Is like yes. some pretty it's kind gross of gross awesome, stuff. But it in is the first like ten minutes. I will but say
2: the first, yeah, the first first half hour, even when there's people getting like cut in half by doors and stuff. I was like, holy yeah,
0: shit, just torn in half, yes. and then like people's faces have been spiralized by. Yes, <laughs> you get some you get some background lore on that guy but so yeah, there's nothing like graphically there's, there's like some gross, like throat stuff, (laughs) but nothing like nothing. I'm all about no gore. Really?
1: No
0: no real gore. uh, That's, that's one of the things that makes me
2: want to play RE3 as I heard that there's some pretty good body horror and stuff in it. Uh, It's
0: it's unpleasant.
2: Yeah. I'm into that. I don't particularly love like the kind of, it doesn't, bother me but i don't particularly love like zombie gore it's not like i'm in mm-hmm. but i do like the kind of body horror stuff like the head exploding guys in in resident evil 4 and that kind of like scary appendages popping out of people the thing kind of stuff mm-hmm. I'm, that's my favorite kind of horror so
0: uh no knee bend the wrong way. So you're that's there.
2: that's and and you know what? In video game form, I don't care. It doesn't bother me bones in video game because I know that they're just like rigged models. I'm mm-hmm. it doesn't freak me out the same way. It's mm-hmm. for some reason, even though I know it's not real in movies when people's bones bend the wrong way. The fact that it's a human being
1: uh-huh.
2: like ugh. even I watched John Wick this week, even in John Wick, there's moments where I'm just like, oh, don't do that to that person. Just shoot them. Well, there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of them. John Wick 3. <laughs> Yes, there is. And I that love that movie, that. but.
0: <laughs> Just shoot him. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Oh, John Wickskin for Resident Evil. Let's uh, need that. Anyway, uh, so that's going to wrap up our game talk for this week. That was a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, let's do a quick rundown for people, real quick. Uh, we talked about Catgirl Without Salad, Amos Bouche. Anything to, to say that name again? <laughs> A little bit of a good job. Mountain Blade 2, hot dogs, horseshoes, and hand grenades. A lot of various bullshit. <laughs> uh, Dogerai and Cross Sneak. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Animal Crossing, Half Life Alex, Resident Evil 3. It's a lot of games. It's a lot of games. And turns out, might be some of the last games we get. After Ever. Final Fantasy 7 comes out next week Or this week whenever On the 10th uh, It's already out for some people But also Sony has delayed The Last of Us Part 2 and Iron Man VR Until further notice
2: What will we do without Iron Man VR? I don't know
0: uh, I forgot
2: about
4: it existing uh,
3: <laughs> I, I seriously I did mean, too I saw that and I was like Oh yeah that's the thing
4: yeah, the statement yeah, the statement that Naughty Dog put out was a little weirdly phrased, but I think it
2: it made it seem like they were like, "We really wish Sony would just put this thing out." Yeah, they're
4: like, "Well, this is pretty much <laughs> done. I guess we get more time to work yes. on bugs now." But
2: <laughs> if it was, it, it almost felt like they didn't consult with Sony PR before they put the statement out, yeah. and were just
0: like,
4: "Yo, fuck this." Yeah, it, was, it was strange. <laughs> But
0: so so the implication is uh, or I guess I don't know if it's an implication because of COVID-19 supply supply channels. It seems like manufacturing like disks and stuff is kind of a concern still. And like production and shipment and all that kind of stuff is in flux. And instead of putting it out. Via digital only or anything like that, they've decided to hold off until things have calmed down and we're not in the middle of a viral outbreak. Yeah, to talk about their game about a parasitic outbreak.
4: Yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but like, I feel no, like I,
0: I don't. I don't mean that, <laughs> that. That's the reason. It's just funny that is. That's kind of the situation we're in. Yeah,
4: but like. I can see it being somewhat of a responsible choice if you consider how many people do like midnight camp outs for video games and stuff like
3: yeah and, and also,
0: stores have been avoiding like those situations have, but, but
3: right but also if if the supply chain is such that they're having if difficulties um uh manufacturing discs, i know I feel like a lot of retailers would not be jazzed if if they said, oh, we're doing digital only um.
0: And there'd be plenty of people who who wouldn't be happy either
3: right um, it is, yeah. like it, it might if they if they didn't delay it, it could potentially harm some of their relationships with retailers, and it's like,
0: does that matter cowards <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, as long as internet because, in the States is bad, yes. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and beyond that, unfortunately it matters because they rely on those, those retailers to sell physical machines, which they're going to be asking them to do, presumably in the next year or two. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how this is all going to affect that, but it sucks because I think that, to me, the answer is as simple as you can... Obviously there are places where it's hard to get physical copies. I think there's, if you're Sony, there's a way you can do this where you make it work. Like if it were me, I would suggest things like um, only like you're working with um, places like retailers that do ship product. So encourage them to don't sell it in stores. Or I mean, in a lot of cases, those retailers are closed. Obviously there's smaller retailers where that sucks, Um, so I don't know if that solves that problem, but, um, I don't know that how much my local small video game store is relying on last of us Two sales versus sales of, um, the huge range of retro games that they sell and like all the hardware that they sell and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but like maybe you discount it by five or $10 for a digital version. That way you ease the number of people who want the physical copies and put a little bit of like. Make it a little easier for people to get them. Yes, that's going to piss off retailers, too. But, like, just seems like there's some way around this sure. to make it to get the game in people's hands.
0: I uh, wonder if there's some concerns about sales because oh yeah, so many no, people are totally. out of work. Yes.
2: And, and I think that's the real reason why this is happening is that it's they they're worried that economically it doesn't make sense to put it out right now. And I think that's kind of bullshit, like. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I can also see an argument you look that look the
0: unemployment numbers and what's yeah, going it's, on. It's
3: I feel like it's it, it might be a bit of a wash though because I mean unemployment numbers are certainly terrible. But at the same time, so many people are staying inside and choosing to play video games um, that you know people who might like go oh I don't really have time to play well, Last of Us Two at launch. Might go well. I certainly have time now, but
2: and I could say personally, like uh, based on the amount of money that I was spending on things like, um, you know, having beers at the game store when I go play games once or twice a week, and eating out for lunch. Which I mean, I don't know that most people do here, but I, I have a bad habit of doing that. Like even after <laughs> yeah, donating to mutual that. aid groups in the area, I still have like a lot of money left over that yeah. I don't normally have. Like even after saving it just in the event that I need some extra to fall on, like a cushion and donating to, to um, mutual aid groups to help people who are being more affected by it. I still find myself with like, well, I guess it doesn't really, I could, I could spend extra money on this game cause I'm saving so much and I'm in the fortunate position where I have um, a job that I can do entirely from home. So I don't know. It's a, it's a weird, it's,
3: it's a weird whole thing is weird. Yeah. It's a like a weird calculus of like, people of like what's going to be good for the retailers do you want to piss them off Uh, will people be people a lot of people are unemployed but also a lot of people have uh, aren't necessarily spending money going out to restaurants or bars or um, I know that I spend way too much money on uh, going to the movies and concessions at the movies so I'm like oh okay entertainment wise buying a couple of extra games is not going to hurt me but at the same time not everybody's in that it's like a it, there's a, a weird, i yeah. like, i can i can imagine being a company and just being like not knowing what to deal with do with that
2: yeah but i guess my concern with the way that that this and i don't even i mean pers- I, people who listen to the show know i don't like the last of us i'm not interested i'm not going to play last of us 2 and i think last of us is perhaps the most overrated video game of all time personally it's my 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 personal take but I think like it's, we can't, this isn't going to just, it's not like by they're going to delay it three months and all of this is going to be fine. Like right. this is going to have global repercussions for years potentially. Yeah. So delaying it to me is not the solution. Like we're, companies are going to have to find creative solutions for how to release stuff. Otherwise games aren't going to come out at all. Um, and it's one thing for a game like I fully expect Cyberpunk will be delayed into 2021 because that game don't was still it. being don't, well, that game was being do like do it. Those people CD Projekt was working themselves to the bone to get it out by September. And now that they're all transitioning to work from home, I'm sure that's affecting productivity on the game, even if they're up at now at 100 percent productivity. There had to have been a few weeks there where things were still falling into place to 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 move that operation. to home. So I so, guess
3: crunching was worth it.
0: Yeah. Uh, uh, but well, the thing is if it gets delayed They're still going to be crunching that entire yeah, time yeah. from home, um, Which sucks uh, as guess, I'm,
2: it's, I'm very they excited have, about
0: that game but it also sucks yeah. uh, They have said that cr- uh, There won't be a delay on Cyberpunk even though they have sure. transitioned to Working from home as of like Okay I don't know if I believe month. that
2: Maybe it'll be a shorter delay than to Maybe it'll just be a few weeks or something but Either way like they can't there are still going to be countries in lockdown and cities in lockdown in September. So the games, these games have to start coming out because otherwise there's just not new games. And like, they got to figure out ways to deliver them. Um, And in my head, if, if it were, we lived in a perfect world, the people who don't have access to high speed internet would be able to get physical copies of the games. And the people who do have access to high speed internet would just get digital versions and, everyone would play nice with the copies that are available and make sure the people who need the physical copies get them. Obviously that's not the world we live in. So yeah, I, I don't know what I was going to say that's, uh, um,
3: that's um mighty optimistic of you.
2: No, I don't think that would happen. That should happen, but yeah. uh, you it's, know, there's gotta be some way to try to help that situation. Yeah, And
3: I know that personally I'm using this as a, uh, like oh i can play a bunch of games and backlog or buy stuff totally on sale. yeah but at the same time i know not a lot of people are just like I'd, I'd want a new game so i get it
0: there are it's interesting that only news about the last of us 2 being delayed has come out because a month later ghost of tsushima is scheduled to come out yeah. i believe it's just a month later in june is that what is it is? Is it July or June? I think it's June. That's not that far off. What if
2: actually but, The Last of Us 2 just sucks and they have to remake the game?
0: <laughs> that, that would Oh, be, dang.
3: We can't release it now because of coronavirus. Yeah. That's... Uh, we
0: have been told oh, our... our the then, whole <laughs> basis for our campaign is a horrible trope.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: I'm, like, I'm oh, still shucks. hoping it's
0: not that. Uh, that's...
3: We it's too bad you that we have another like, unfortunately we, we can keep working on this game until future notice. Like
2: we can't finish <laughs> the story till the next season of the walking dead comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we need to see
0: what happens there.
3: Oh, shucks. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: the, 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 this season just ended. So now they can uh, take that to, to oh my God. Okay. All right. <laughs> that was, uh, that was a much more lively discussion than I expected. <laughs> Hey, uh, you bring up the last of us and
2: I get Pack packets fired up. Yeah. he's yeah. very passionate about that, about that you series. Fucken- <laughs> so there was a, the BAFTA awards happened and I will tell, say they made a very good pick for their game of the year for 2019, uh, which was outer wilds. But uh, they did like a bracket challenge of like all of the BAFTA winners for the last 10 years, which includes such games as mass effect two dishonored mm. and portal two. And God of War, and in their little bracket thing, the last of us was the one that won. And like the implication being it is the best of the BAFTA winners for the decade. And I just wanted to like throw my monitor out the window.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm so, <laughs> starting to come around to maybe Mass Effect 2's overrated. I
2: agree with you. However, it is better than Last of Us.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I I feel like every episode I want Pat to have a rant about something. 'Cause it's, en- Look, it's very entertaining. This and then the time travel rant was like
2: mm. dishonored mm. and Portal Two are both. Oh, like those are
3: great games. Yeah,
2: universes beyond the Last of Us in terms of storytelling and innovate. God damn it!
0: Never mind.
3: Is this when I, I admit that oh, I God, only I played a couple hours of the Last of Us and I was like, I'm good.
0: <laughs> it's fine. Uh, the, it's the, a good. The first couple well- hours of the Last of Us are emotionally draining. It's it's a There's very no well
2: made video game. The people at Naughty Dog are ex- extraordinarily talented at um, giving at impeccable control, getting really great performances and 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 actors, and also
0: that game sucks.
4: <laughs> wow, I disagree with all of that, but let's carry on.
0: <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, some people like bad games, like like Control, Breath of the Wild, and some people like find games like The Last of Us. Uh, anyway, speaking of eh, games, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2's remastered campaign is out now.
4: Yeah, it's not a great campaign, in my opinion.
0: It no. it is the the most iconic of the Call of Duty campaigns. Though
4: it probably. is, but like, is it? it? I mean, because of because, because, of, because of no Russian, Russian, because of the oh, the I guess. fighting in a burger place. Like, yeah, it has set piece moments. That part's cool, but like. The, the campaign has was no pacing it was and its story makes no like sense.
0: <laughs> the landmark moment for Call of Duty. It was. I kind of feel like we're... Uh, but like... You know, I like Modern Warfare was big. I think Call of Duty 2 was where it really caught on because of No Russian and the controversy around that generating a lot of buzz. Do you yeah. know that...
2: You don't know because I just... Reali- I didn't realize until Jeff Gerstmann was talking about No Russian on the Bombcast, which was very good. Uh, I recommend listening to it if you... Have, if you're not a regular broadcast listener. Um, I did not realize that that level was called no Russian because you're not supposed to speak Russian. Yeah. I thought the idea was that you're not supposed to shoot
4: Russian people. No, no. It's wow. the, that's, that's the line he that's... says as you're getting out of the elevator. He's like, Oh, I know. And I always no thought
2: Russian. that I always thought that that line meant don't shoot any Russian people because at the time it was not clear to me what part of the world you were in,
0: in that airport. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. I, I didn't really pay much attention because it was a Call of Duty story. Uh, that's Well, neither did why, I. I, don't, I. I, d- like, I didn't oh, realize. They must,
2: be, they must be at a European airport and they don't want to shoot any Russian people because they're Russians. And What
0: if that was actually it and if you shot a Russian person, you got a game over? <laughs> it was just a random yeah, Russian. I folks. thought it
4: was pretty clear from the context, but that's all right. Um, either I think way. Most people
2: probably thought it was pretty clear. I'm not arguing that it was actually that confusing. <laughs> Just I played that story that that campaign once, yeah, and that was my interpretation at the time. And then I never thought
0: about it again <laughs> until yeah. this week.
4: Fair enough, but also, right. who I don't know who wants to pay twenty dollars for that campaign and no multiplayer?
0: People who want a ghost mask and is it ghost a soap soap mask and call of yeah, ghost. It's a ghost mask. Ghost. I'll be honest,
2: I kind of want that ghost mask. I don't think I wanted enough to pay twenty dollars for it, but yeah. I did buy a pack of guns that make it look like there's a blue glow stick coming out of people when I shoot them, and I paid like ten dollars for that. So, because you can get guns that have tracers that are different colors.
4: Tracers. Mm -hmm. Do they have little British accents? And
2: then you can shoot. Cheers, love. You can (laughs) shoot people in the butt cheek, and it looks like they're pooping out a red flare, and it's fun. Just like
4: tracer. (laughs) Cavalry's here.
0: Leaked Tracer Super Ultimate for Overwatch 2. Uh, All
2: right. (laughs) Anyway, yeah. Uh, Speaking
0: of sequels to games, Valve details major changes for artifacts and new beta.
4: Yeah. (laughs) You were the one person here I thought uh, would care. (laughs) Yeah, you're the
0: only person who would care, Pat. Do you have any? I do care.
2: I do care. But. They fired Richard Garfield. Did they so did like, they fire him or did he left. leave? Yeah. Uh, my understanding is that they terminated his contract. Oh, um, But perhaps, I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I got the impression that there was the ways and the way in which he departed from Valve was not like super dramatic or full of venom, but very much there will be no further collaboration between them. And I feel like. OK, yeah. Without him involved, I'm, like, whatever. I mean, I, I don't know. He he was laid off. I mean, that's yeah. what happened.
4: What, okay, so what killed Artifact? Was it purely the economy?
2: Uh, It was the economy, but also that the game was too complex. Uh, the game was too complicated. Complex is the wrong word to use. Sure. Complexity versus complicated is two. They're two different things, and it was too complicated. Um, I think it was very rewarding if you took the time to learn how it worked. Mm. But it was. I mean, it's a very good, a very good comparison is the way that Legends of Runeterra has launched versus the way that Artifact launched. Legends of Runeterra is a much simpler game than Artifact, mm. but it's also far more playable and easier and like approachable and stuff. Artifact was just like it there was so much there, and it didn't all add to the depth, I guess is the problem um so they need to rework it at a deeper level than just fixing the economy, I think, for it to really take off, uh, yeah, I am the kind of person that it worked for, um, I liked. The way that it had a lot of breadth and, had, and and the fact that it was complicated and stuff was appealing to me, but I recognize that the number of people that are, that's true for is probably pretty slim um, because, like, most people don't want a game that is more complicated than Magic the Gathering, Um I You'll
0: see they put Godzilla and magic. I
2: know those are very good cards. Uh, <laughs> let's put it this way when I needed to make room to move total war three kingdoms to my SSD so that the battles didn't take two minutes to load. Um, I didn't delete magic the gathering arena. I just moved it to my other hard drive. Uh, anyway, uh, I think like I want games that are complicated. I like card games that are super complex, but I. I understand that that's not necessarily the goal of everyone and some people just it was too much because um, there was a lot going on yeah. and deck building in that game was very complicated. So, so
0: what do you make of the changes there? They've got stated for this new beta. You can play cards on any of the lanes at any time like they're zooming out. There's no yeah. there's no paid cards everything is available there's a hero draft I'm not exactly sure how so
2: so no paid cards is a huge thing that they sh- that that they really should have done sooner um uh and I think that's a big that that's a big thing um the the i'm I'm also parsing the changes again uh the the all three lanes at once thing is going to is something that increases the complexity of the game without actually making it that much more complicated. And I think it's also a good differentiator from that game versus other card games. So I think that's great. Um, but uh, it, and and like what they're talking about with um, it's less likely that a player will get shut out in the same way that they used to. That's huge because um, there were just times in the original game when it was like, well, there's no way I can compete in this lane. So it's a waste of time to spend anything there. And then you are like, basically like losing a th- part of your turn. Um, so that's good. Uh, and then I think that making everything free is important. They just should have, they should have done that earlier for the game as it is now. And what I would love to see is for them to implement um, a battle pass, similar to what they've done for Dota underlords. That includes um, like uh cosmetics for things um it's a card game so you can do cosmetic animated cards um and that's like fucking awesome and if that is like their main revenue generator like i will totally buy battle passes for that game if it comes with stuff like animated cards and new uh couriers and stuff
0: sorry do Um, half a map or half a like your half of the lane. Totally, was, yeah. They do, like they do that in Runeterra. Uh, they do
2: that in in Hearthstone. They do that in yeah. uh, Eternal. So there's so many cosmetic things that they can do. The other thing I would love to see is if they had um, some kind of tournament mode that you would um, buy into small fee, like two couple bucks, uh, but but where you could buy into a tournament and get in a group of other players and have it be like this is a double elimination tournament that is going to take place between you and 15 other people. And it's happening this Saturday at 1 PM and you're signing up for, you know, to be online for five hours or whatever, like kind of like a card game tournament, a physical card game tournament, that kind of stuff. If they can get that in there it would be so cool to have. Um, so I don't know. I, I have some faith in their ability to, to, to do the work because of how good underworlds Underlords is. um, And the fact that they, I think, hopefully learned a lot because Underlords is in itself effectively a card game in a lot of ways. Um, It's just the cards are characters instead of actual cards. Um, But at the same time, like I said at the top, Richard Garfield not being involved is concerning um, in terms of their ability to like generate new content. And to be fair, he doesn't work on every magic set either. He kind of comes in sometimes and i don't even know the last he worked on he may not have worked on one for a long time so it's it's possible that people at Valve have the chops to to do it i just don't have any evidence to suggest that they have that other than underlords being pretty good so
0: all right uh next up in the news that is relevant to pat Psst. near is getting a remaster and its title is quite a mouthful this is from the polygon story Near Replicant version Near Replicant ver 1.22474487139
2: Yeah I people should play Near that's for sure The first Near is really good um it's not as good as Automata but it is wild The story in some ways is almost it's weirder because automata goes off the rails in a big way, which is cool. But the original near, when you replay the story, you're actually replaying the same events just with slightly more context. So it has this unfolding quality where you're like, that was cool. Oh God. Oh God. (laughs) And it's like, you realize slowly that, everything is awful and the world is a nightmare and everything is terrible.
0: And that's just a fishing mini game.
2: <laughs> so I think it's, it's totally something that everyone should, that people should play. Um, my only concern is that I did play it and I put like a lot of it. It's a meaty thing to replay it and get all the endings, which I did. And uh, if this game is like, it's near and then also there's a new sixth ending and I have (laughs) to replay it another six times
0: (laughs) to see it. The producer has said they don't know if there will be another ending.
2: That's what I mean is they, I would bet that they won't tell you either (laughs) until you have people have the game. And I, yeah, I'm the sort of person that I just don't have the, it doesn't have the same impact for me to um, just watch a video of it. So I'm going to have a real crisis if there's more story stuff in it, because I'll want to replay it all. But also that game is not the best action RPG. Um, It's got a phenomenally interesting story and characters and some cool systems, but it's not like playing it is the best part. So I don't know if I want to replay it again. The remake
4: remake remake is being done by toy logic, which I had to look up what they've worked on. Um, they did the original port of Dragon Quest 9. Uh, they worked on the Evil Within, They did Kadic uh, wrist uprising and Super Smash Bros brawl and stuff like that. so like they have some stuff under their belt. and yeah. if they're improving the combat, sure,
0: that's good. Uh, but man, what about the fishing? Justin Mcroy needs to know about the fishing. True.
4: But like With. what if they added a, a new ending and it was a flashback and you just played the entirety of Dragon Guard 3?
2: <laughs> you, you don't know how close I came to trying to play all of the Dragon guard games <laughs> and getting all of the endings in those games and playing near uh, multiple times that doesn't before, surprise me I, uh, uh, <laughs> it's it's a it, it's a bad scene. You should play stop Nier. it get <laughs> some help <laughs> I
0: there is no help for me. <laughs> Vote I, for like Bernie Sanders so thing. Pat can get some help. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Medicare fa- for all. It's
2: my favorite thing to have like weird ass convoluted bullshit. So like and it's good convoluted bullshit. Yeah. Like I don't I'm not gonna ever spoil it for people, but like the thing you find out at the end of Nier the first time you play it, and then when you go back to replay it, is like I like am glad that I played that game in a dark basement with no one around because it was soul crushing. Like I had to like lay down on the couch and just Stop
0: for a while. Yep. I think I watched a YouTube video that broke down the story. Now I don't remember any of it. Oh, it's so was good. Was it by Valkyrie it's, Aurora?
4: Because no her, channel, so, her like, channel was amazing.
3: Her channel was really it. good. I watched I her channel
0: too. I don't remember if it was a girl or a guy.
2: The, uh, it just, uh, you know, if you played Automata and liked it and haven't played, the first near, you should definitely play. it. One interesting note is this is uh, a near replicant remake, which is another reason why I feel like maybe I should play it again. Is um, the version that we got when it came out was near Gestalt? It cast the main character near as uh, a, the the da- as a dad, and you were trying to save your daughter. Um, and uh, the original Japanese release, um, you were it was your younger sister because big brother younger sister dynamics are more. Culturally relevant in the
0: Japan. Xbox 360 Japanese release was this replicant one
2: or Gestalt?
0: Yeah, gestalt, yeah. so
2: yeah, so it, but but there's no concrete changes to the story between the two games. It's just yeah. it, it it's, it's just, just the role. voice actor is different and um the yeah. the the role that they fill. It's not really and it, and and it's not a spoiler to say that it doesn't really matter if it's your little sister or best friend or daughter or. I mean, as the only thing is that there's no romantic relationship, obviously, between the characters because she's a child. But um, that that it's someone that the main character cares a lot about. That's really the only thing that is relevant. Yeah.
4: And um, the other thing that came with this news was near reincarnation. I don't know if y'all saw that. Just, I don't uh, want to play that game. It's a mobile game. I don't want to.
0: Yeah. Eh. I feel like I have to play that, but I don't want to play it's, that. Yeah. Eh you know, it's going to matter. Oh, it's just, it's going to be, it's going to kingdom Kingdom hearts Hearts, Unchained. Yeah. I will say say union cross of near, if, if
2: what's we're leading up to in the drought of near, near news that happened, if the lead up is actually near is just going to be the adult kingdom hearts. Not that adults can enjoy kingdom hearts. I love kingdom hearts, but the adult kingdom hearts, I am all the way fucking in for that.
0: That (laughs) Oh, yes. I don't know if I'm prepared for that world a- what if Yoko Taro's
2: Final Fantasy game is actually just like near cross Final Fantasy and it shatters the, oh God. the very, it's like it's like Kingdom Hearts but it's near and, and then Final it starts Fantasy crossing stuff. over
3: into Kingdom Hearts and it's like all.
0: Oh. it might actually be a good game then Boom.
4: I'm trying to think of what would be a good uh, series to cross with Final Fantasy to make an adult Kingdom Hearts
2: okay hear me <laughs> out Disney just bought Formula 1 <laughs>
4: Formula One cross Final Fantasy. Lewis Hamilton, yeah. the newest That's hero. not where I thought this was going to go. Gonna
0: go the Expendables cross Final Fantasy. Um, uh, I bet no, Max right. Verstappen would wield a gunblade. Fast
4: and the Furious cross Final Fantasy.
0: Hell yeah. <laughs> it's all about family, all the way down. Uh, all right. Marvel Comics. There you go. Uh, I'm working with Disney again. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, all right. Moving on. Next story. IGN announces summer of gaming event in June. Yeah. Following up on the can- the cancellation of E3, uh, IGN has decided to take up the, the slack, the pieces, and is going to host an event with a bunch of developers calling in, seemingly doing like remote interviews and demos, hands-on demos, of games coming out the uh, developers involved include 2k square enix sega bandai namco amazon google stadia twitter devolver digital thq twitter order, and more twitter twitter i i had the I ultimate game yeah i like missed that yeah, the when i read over originally i don't the know. most divisive game in history twitter.com uh I, that's what they're that's their collaborators so twitter they might be like streaming over twitter yeah, or like something Periscope or
4: whatever uh, but yeah. um i think we're going to see more events than just this one cuz there's been a lot of conferences that are moving yes. to purely digital um and they've yeah. they've been yeah, pretty yeah, successful so far so
0: i think it, i bet we see microsoft and sony do their own like reveal events, but then also like do interviews with IGN and stuff because they'll reach an even bigger audience yeah. and things wh- wh- like that. Which but,
4: platform has it? Has it been Steam where they've been like, oh, the, here's some unreleased games that you can play for like demo form for a little while?
0: Yeah, that that's been Steam. They've yeah. done that twice now. On with uh, game awards and then the what was was the it? recent one? Dice. I don't know or? if it was
4: Dice, but there's something recent that they did that for as well but GDC, I don't know. I can't remember, but like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see more, more of that kind of stuff, especially with Sony. I imagine they can be like, Oh, let's just open up like uh PlayStation now for everybody. And here's some demos for shit that isn't out yet.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I don't know if they would necessarily have to do PlayStation now for that. I think if they just did downloadables, like here are some demos, yeah. but limited time or whatever, uh, who knows if their store can handle that.
4: Yeah, no idea.
0: Uh, and maybe, I don't know if console demos are more difficult to do. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't All know. right. Either way, probably end up watching it. IGN
4: is fine.
0: On and on that E3 note, the ESA has set dates for E3 2021. Okay. <laughs> a reimagined showcase will take place June 15th to 17th, 2021. That is
4: not going to be a press event anymore. There's almost no way.
0: Probably. Uh, probably not. Not at all. But who knows what that looks like right now. There's no news on if E3, the ESA, is gonna try and get something together for June. They haven't said anything. Yeah, I was gonna
4: say, didn't they delay 2020 and not cancel it?
0: Uh no. Well they have announced the d- no, they they canceled. Oh, they canceled? Okay, I thought it was just delayed. I ma- I imagine that was a situation where they had their dates, and there are no other like dates they could get in there. Mm. Even if they, if things were to get better, it's probably like booked at the convention yeah, center. Probably, I imagine the LA Convention Center is a pretty busy place. Yes. Well, so normally, yeah, no E3 this year. There's one scheduled for next year. Sure whatever that ends up being. Pax 2. Let's get your predictions in now. It's not going to be a press event. them to gaming at fixed space.
2: I don't think there's going to be a pax There are going to be PAXs for the rest of this
4: year. No, of course I don't think so either, but I think E3 is just going to be the next pax. And
2: uh, I'm certainly not going to go to a Pax West if they have one here in August or September. Like no way. That
0: would be that would be a quite a move on that part if
2: the curve is bent down to like just one or two cases again, there's there's still no way I would go to a convention.
4: <laughs> hey, that's how I was feeling about PAX East. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's... Well, yes. We're uh, moving on to our news. Just a few more stories. One's real you quick. You can go to bed. Uh, Square Enix pushed an update for Final Fantasy IX on PC that deleted the entire game. Red. I saw...
2: <laughs> there's not much to be said about this, but I did see a phenomenal tweet that I don't agree with, but still that said never before has a patch fixed an entire video game. Oh no.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Which I think final fantasy IX is pretty okay. So, but it's definitely it's, on my list to play, a,
3: but <laughs>
2: it's pretty that's, funny. That's, I thought it was a, a funny burn. tweet. The person oh, that said, you're not going to play it on steam. The person that said, to be clear, I've never played a final fantasy game before, but <laughs> yeah, it's, that,
0: that's a good, it's a good uh, goof. Yeah. It's uh, just funny. It just, it, people were trying to play the game and it just wouldn't launch and lo and lo and behold, the entire game was removed from their computer with that patch. Yeah.
4: Like if you look at basically the Git log, I don't know if y'all know how Git works, but you can just see all the files and it's like, yeah, just everything is just fucking deleted.
0: <laughs> it's an empty folder. It's funny. <laughs> so, yeah. That's uh that's real great. Uh, Last time I played it, I stopped playing because I couldn't mod my save because I was like I don't wanna like go around and farm. Just give me all the ultimate weapons and it wouldn't do it. Yeah. <sighs> it's very rude. It's it's good. It, it it's a it's a good JRPG as I, I got I got most of the way through and then I was like, I don't wanna I don't wanna deal with the grind. I got 75, 80, 90 percent of the way there.
2: Final Fantasy, I don't wanna deal with the grind with the grind. That's like
0: Yep. That's
2: every why final you play fantasy Final game. Fantasy eight.
0: Game is perfectly balanced because the enemies scale to you. Uh-huh. You don't have to. You don't have to grind at all. You can turn off all the encounters in that game. Never have to do any random encounters. Perfect game. And our last news story of the week. It's going to make one Allison very happy. Uh, details have emerged. About Nintendo's plans for Mario's 35th anniversary, which include remasters of most of Super Mario's 35-year-back catalog for the Nintendo Switch. Games like Mario 64, Mario Sunshine, Super Mario Galaxy, all coming to the Switch mm. in some like deluxe rem- like, anniversary collection.
3: I hope it's a collection, because I was talking to my sibling about this, and... They were saying that they could see the uh, them releasing each of those uh, games for full price, which would be an I extremely totally Nintendo thing to do. It. Like yeah, I
0: don't 100%. doubt that,
3: but at the same time, if they put out sixty four Sunshine and Galaxy in a three pack, that would be, I think, a good value proposition, and I would immediately buy it.
4: I hope Galaxy Two would be a part of it.
3: Yeah, Galaxy Two is good.
2: I feel like given the—I understand that it is not—you can't just, like, put the games out anywhere. So I do understand that there's always work involved in porting them. but well, given, Especially with, like, an N64 an, an game. 100%, yes. Yeah. So this is not in, meant in as a like ignorant, ignorant like, just do this. But, but Nintendo is, like—they have, I guess, aside from maybe, like, Valve, they have a better set of resources than maybe any other company yeah, on the and- planet. Yeah. And it seems like every Nintendo system within a few years, you should just be able to play all the Mario on it. You know? Yeah, no, I like, totally <laughs>
3: agree. And it's, and they they have a back catalog of games that largely um, stands up to time. Um, like another, exactly. another of my playing weird nonsense yesterday, I was playing um, uh, Yoshi's Island and it's like, that's a good game. And like having the NES and SNES, games on their uh on for the online is is really nice but at the same time like the fact it uh, there's definitely work to port games but at the same time people will buy old nintendo games yeah people i, I would
2: <laughs> i i don't even I, I i'm i'm not a huge mario fan um i like 64 a lot uh but um, I honestly haven't played Galaxy, so I will Galaxy's definitely play good. those, whatever form, yeah. because I know they're very good. Um, but I, I would totally, I would buy, you could charge me like $100 for an app on my Switch where I tap it, and then it's like, what Mario do you want to play? And it's just a list of all the That's Marios. Like the dream. I, it seems like that should just exist to me. I don't know. Like, Yeah. <laughs> well
1: call we'll, it Super we'll Mario All
2: Stars and have it a th- be a thing that just is always having games added to it. I talking, I would you know, pay like,
3: like any subscription for that. I I am not good at money when it comes to Nintendo though. So
2: Yeah, I don't know. Well, I, just, I hope it happens. Yeah. It, that would be cool.
0: Further sure. further dipping into the budget gamer's wallet. We've got also news that there will be a new installment in the Paper Mario series. Yep. As uh, first reported by Venture Beat, the new game is understood to return to the series' RPG roots with a game closer to its N64 and GameCube installments, following criticism of its 3DS and Wii U entries. Good.
4: That's good news.
3: Do I get my hopes too high up?
0: I would. I, I do I would be careful. Want about
3: that. to? <laughs> but. As, as you on the podcast Paper know... Mario
0: and, and the 2,000-year-old door. <laughs> oh
3: <laughs> God. Uh, as, as you on the podcast know, girl? but yeah. listeners might not, Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door is my favorite game of all time. Yep. Or the Thousand-Year Door. It's, it's answer, worthy.
0: Yeah.
3: I love that game so much. Uh,
0: what a fake gamer girl. doesn't even know the name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I Mario RPGs are... Like, ugh, like they're one of my favorite things out there. So, I if it was a return to form, uh, I, I would be great. I'd be so happy. That said, I played a little bit of Sticker Star and put it down. And uh, I don't have a lot of hopes, so.
0: <laughs> After hearing people talk about those games, it seems like... Going back to what worked on the like the GameCube N sixty four, yeah, that seems like the only way. Yeah,
3: and I I'm one of the but
0: Nintendo is going to do what Nintendo does, and not make I'm one any of sense the defenders of
3: Super Paper Mario. The we we the um game for Wii, uh, it's really different, but I think that it's it's it has the same kind of writing and charm of the first two. Um, just the RPG elements aren't really there, but um, but people love the uh, original and Thousand-Year Door. So if they did a return to form... And honestly, as, as somebody that plays a lot of Nintendo games, uh, I feel like largely their first-party titles lately have been uh, really quite good. Um, there's there's not a lot of first-party titles and I'm like, wow, that was, that was not great. So I'm just hopeful that they're like, okay... We want to make a game that people actually like, but also you could bring the Nintendo sixty four and the GameCube for a game to Switch too, and I would buy it for whatever money. So
2: yeah, that'd be cool. I kind of I don't I feel like for me they have not made, with the exception of maybe Breath of the Wild, they have not made an entry in any of their main series that I like as much as those games on N64 and GameCube. Like I think animal crossing new horizons is cool. I still like the GameCube, the original one better. Um, I fire emblem, my problems with it aside, I still like the, the older fire emblems more. Um, I don't like Mario Odyssey as much as Mario 64. So like to, for me, it's kind of like not really the opposite. Cause I don't think they've made bad, any bad games recently, but Um,
1: Uh.
2: I wonder how (laughs) much they, they could return to those classics, you know, like the, the style of those games.
3: Um, I mean, from what I understand, like I have, I never played color splash, but I I remember when it came out, people were like, Oh, is this going to be a return to form? And we're like, that's, I think that was part of what they were intending. And that certainly did not. From what I understand did not happen, but I again, I never bought it, but
4: yeah, I don't know yeah. I mean I've been here uh, it, I have hesitations with their mobile output, which are considered first party games and a lot of right a, Fair. A lot of yeah. so and if I mean, they fo- follow some of that trajectory, there haven't there hasn't been a good one yet in my opinion, and also like everything I've heard about Mario Party on Switch has been pretty bad like how it has I four thought it was board. good
2: it's uh, actually like, I've heard mistakes but i kind of,
0: good that either. game is
2: bad like, I think like, it's I kind know, of like the platonic ideal of
3: Mario Party
2: like yeah I think it's if you like Mario Party if you Party. don't
3: no, like Mario Party then you won't like it no but, but it's it
0: only like, has like four
4: boards
3: yeah but the
0: but the like it's, I I can get, I can get down with some Mario Party Mario Party the, was Super Mario Party what is oh yeah everything about it it is the worst iteration of Mario Party to ever come out I find that the games almost, are bad, I find that literally impossible to I'm so did you play the one on Wii U by
1: that statement
2: I, I, <laughs> I, okay I did, we I don't have time to get into all, all know that but it's that no, we'll need to clearly do a Mario, Mario Party not, cast because Mario Party on <laughs> Wii U doesn't here, have but. boards <laughs>
3: And, and and it has the whole like oh you're in the same that
4: car like together like what is that oh that one yes, right. it's terrible yeah, it's anyways sorry for bringing that one up but I think like I don't think Nintendo's record is sterling like even if you look back one generation oh, yeah. you look I at mean, like Happy Home Designer and all that shit oh like, for sure and I think, or, but I like, think what was I think, the what was the what was the stupid Animal Crossing party board game oh, where, you, oh, where there was I mean, no, no mini where there was no mini games and it was literally just going around the board and that's it.
3: And you oh, had to oh use your amiibo every time that you played. Yeah, no, it, it, I mean, yeah. I don't. I, I especially getting to Me the t- Wii U uh, <laughs> uh, um, games. I, it's there's The record isn't is certainly not flawless, but I think that a lot of their games for uh, Switch, uh, especially with like their first party titles. Personally, I think they are um, kind of a return to form. Like in, in terms of, I really loved Odyssey. I lo- really loved Breath of the Wild. Um, I I just think that there's a lot of really great games that are generally uh, really well liked. So I want to be hopeful, but at the same time, I'm like, I I love I love Paper Mario so much that I'm like, I don't know.
2: If it's got people who worked on stuff like Odyssey working on this Paper Mario game, it'll at least be good. Yeah. Whether it's actually the thing. Um, it'll at least be good because I mean that, that yeah, team is and, extremely talented and Odyssey's a great game. Yeah,
3: and I mean I don't, I don't think it needs. I
0: don't know if you take the Odyssey team and put them on Paper Mario though.
2: No, I don't know if you do either, but I mean that doesn't seem you know. right.
3: Yeah, I mean I I think that you could do something different and still have it be good. Like I I like I said, Super Paper Mario is is really really different, but I still think it's uh, quite a good game. So I it's I don't know it's. I think that you can have that. I think that the biggest thing that you need really in uh, a Paper Mario is the characters and storytelling and the humor um, being there. And sure. Yeah. I don't know. So I uh, I want it to be really good. It's good. Paper Mario is the number one thing I want. But. you, You know,
4: what if it's Paper Mario, Eight. but the combat is like arms? <laughs>
3: <What the
4: fuck?
3: sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I have uh, arms, but you know.
4: Yes, you do. I,
3: I, I, I own arms. I can, oh, I, I can
2: relate, Allison, because I just want the next Elder Scrolls game to be good, and I have very little faith in Bethesda's ability.
3: Yeah, to it's that, it's so. it's the feeling of like I would like to have high hopes. But I yeah. don't, and... You,
2: would you like to have high, high hopes for a minute? <laughs> what? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got you. It's clear I understood how far Pat. past we've moved in the political discourse. Oh, Remember oh, Pete Buttigieg? Right. Remember that P.
3: was Buttigieg?
0: 37 years ago. <laughs> <Yes>.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. March was the longest month of all time.
0: <laughs> oh, We're not even in March anymore. I know, anymore. but it still it felt was like... the longest. The, yeah.
3: It felt like oh an boy. eternity...
0: Wow, well, April already before, feels like it's been two months. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's been three before days. this, this before this podcast becomes the longest podcast oh, it's, of all time, We're pretty much already there. The, rest of the month uh, we are going to wrap up this episode of Gaming Fix one, 5, one fifteen. Is that yeah. What you yeah. Mean? Yeah. yes? Uh, our, yeah, one fifteen on April fourth, twenty twenty. Ah, yeah, nice. <laughs> <laughs> or
4: four, four, 2020 Planned
0: it. We planned this years in advance to make sure we got an episode on 420. We're not 420.
2: Um, Just wait for the June 9th
0: episode.
3: Nice.
0: Ah, uh, yeah. Is, is there? There's no. There's no podcast on June 9th We're gonna do a special Tuesday episode. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, if the sex, if episode. we're all still working from home, we could make it exactly.
2: Happen. It's gonna be all about the next generation of Xbox consoles. Yep. And that's it.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, you can find... Mm, uh, you can find some reviews on uh, our website, fix.space. You can find my playthrough of Resident Evil 3 on our YouTube channel. Gaming Gaming Fix, right? <laughs> Podcasts. <laughs> what, what is our YouTube channel? Fix Podcasts <laughs> on YouTube. That's what it... We've got like our, isn't our Twitch different? Our Facebook is different from our stuff. I always forget which one's which. I don't know. SEO, baby. You can find me, Andre on Twitter at cool. C O O L S L four W. Allison, where can people find you? You can find
3: me on Twitter at W R I T E R S E R E N Y T Y.
4: Alex, uh, probably not playing Super Mario Odyssey. It's okay. It's a, game. Okay,
0: and Pat.
2: Uh, pr- probably not really playing anything on my Switch for a while, but also at PJC place on Twitter. I'll check into Animal Crossing. I'll, I'll check.
0: Alex, in. if you had one of the like the the hat chip, what would your hat look like? Would it just be a beanie? I don't know what that means. Hat or, chip. Like in Mar- in Odyssey, he's got the ship, and at the top. Oh, Pat. gotcha. Yeah. yeah, it'd be a beanie.
4: <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought he said chip. I was it. like, what chip? chip.
2: Mine would be a cowboy your, your hat. A nice ten gallon.
0: That tat does that hat take ten gallons? Bye. bye everyone. All right. Spongebob movies are real good. Alright. Uh, thanks for joining us. review us on your podcast platform of choice. So long everybody.
1: Thanks. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye bye.